fisted toward right. Look at that ball carry. I did this the whole time. Would that bother anybody? Yes. Hey, what's up, you guys? Woo-hoo. What is it? Not much. Trade Hi. Trade Hi, Mike. Hi, right. Andy. Hey, Andy Dolan from Decipio.com. Hi, Mike from HireJimEssian.com. Hi, I'm Warren from War2D2.com because neither of them ever remember my web- website. You have a it's website? A- oh, I have several. On no one sees any of them. This is our trade deadline hangout, July 31st, Woo! 2013. Most exciting day. Yeah, kind of. Year. The Cubs got all their sort of trade deadline type stuff done about a week ago. So it was, it was pretty uneventful for yeah. a Cubs fan. Well, did they it trade was... Nate Sheerholtz today? They did not, nor did they trade David DeJesus' wife's boobs. Oh, good. Thank God. I like how lots of Cub fans are very um, excited to keep David DeJesus because of his wife, like she has any effect on anything. Well, yeah. she'd probably stay. So they could trade him. She, she doesn't My want to understanding leave. was that they lived in Chicago anyway, so yeah. Ah, not by me, sort of. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendly yeah, neighbors. Right, yeah. <laughs> Friendly neighbors. Excellent. So this is a rousing start. Yeah, but uh, I think the big one that uh, everybody's kind of regrets that didn't happen is that uh, Kevin Gregg is still with the team. So I was shocked by that, actually, because I would think the teams would be lining up to add that mongoloid to their bullpen. <laughs> the human chin. Do Everyone... We... In his defense, he is much better this time around than he was last time, which is right. Not still very bad. Much. Yes. No. no. Everyone else that the Cubs wanted to trade, though, increased their trade value before the trade deadline. Except that stupid fuck. Yeah. He he's getting worse and worse and worse and more and more. Like 2009. Nine. 2009, nine. I think. Nine. Nine. Nine times. I hate him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know he wants to come back next year. He wants to come back. Well, of course he does. Course it's, he a does. it's a paycheck. God. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't hate the guy. He seems like he's a guy. I don't know him. I hate his performance. That's what I hate. I hate him. I hate him personally. Okay. As is your right. He's a very large head. Mm-hmm. No, I, well, it's more so like this area here. That's head, like, I think. Yeah, but it's like, when I think head, I'm thinking up here. I didn't take anatomy and physiology in college, but I'm pretty sure that's head. I taught it, and you're correct. Um, I think think the problem is he has the same thing that Kyle Farnsworth does or did or does. That is like the crown, like the the back of his skull (laughs) just goes straight down to his spine. Like there's no like rounded part of the back of his skull. Yeah, it's just like more neck. He's got a neck and then he's got his... He's got his foreneck and his back neck. You know, he's got extra. Again, I didn't take anatomy Fore, or physiology. Foreneck. 
I I don't know that's a thing. That's <laughs> yeah, probably a, not. It's a, it's a five neck. Yeah. <laughs> Got like my five head here. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, you, got, you, want, you want to hear about my Twitter adventures? We do. No. Well, I've first two, I've got two good things. Okay. First, oh, Mike, we, Mike. Are we still Mike introducing ourselves? That? Yeah. Well, no. Apparently. First, I figured you this would it was a nice little segue into one of the big trades that was made in Chicago in the last day was the Jake Peavy oh, to right. Boston Red Sox oh. trade. I was going to try and like make our segues a little bit better. I, I've you know I've been I've been practicing by myself for a month on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I can't even. I'm I'm out, huh, Can't get my bat. Can't get the bat off my shoulder. There was something there, but I couldn't. Just couldn't grab onto it. Go on. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Pittsburgh and the Cardinals. And you know, every one of those five-game series. Remember the infamous 2003 five-game series where the Cardinals went. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that could be happening again. Oh, Good. delicious. But it's on ESPN, and um, something called Boog Shambi and Doug Lanville are doing the game. And they started talking about all the trades, and Doug said, the best thing about getting Jake Peavy is he can match up in the playoffs with any team's number one. He does know that it's, like, not 2007 anymore, right? Well, even if it was, Jake's career playoff ERA... Is twelve. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yep. I like hearing so, that. Maybe not. Well, to be fair, there are some playoff starters that he could match up with, just all bad ones. Yeah, like his new teammate Ryan Dempster. Yeah. That'll never get old. Like Dempster. Well, I'm glad that they're. Uh, that they're reunited, they can get into the. They were both Chicagoans at one time together, and probably got into wacky misadventures. They probably had a had a a, a tandem bicycle that they rode around from bar to bar. They probably taking some, zany pictures I heard they had with people. I heard they had something tandem. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Was it Dempster's wife? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I'm gonna run that by our lawyer and see if we can make like make reference to that. Can we? <laughs> he says Go no. On, we can't. We'll apologize no, later. We can't can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, how the, how the yeah. fuck am I not our lawyer? Uh, Plausible deniability. <laughs> there you go. Can you you know is that isn't that kind of like a physician heal thyself kind of thing? I don't. That's right. Yeah. Anybody who I don't read the I don't read the Bible much, but I'm pretty sure that's client. It's a it's a lot easier to represent yourself than it is to operate on yourself, though. I would say. Okay, Dolan. Now it's time for your crazy Twitter adventures. All right. I suppose. You know, I like to fancy myself as the uh, as the co-host of the uh, David Kaplan show on WGN Radio. And what I forgot that I did the night that his show started was I changed my Twitter bio, and I said that I'm the co-host of the David Kaplan TV show on WGN. I forgot that was there until the other day when I got a very serious tweet from somebody telling me that I do a great job as the co-host of the <laughs> David Kaplan TV show. So I played along with it. I said, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Dave's a good sidekick. Uh, we're going to send you some Lou Malnati's pizza. So out there, there's some guy who every day runs out to the mailbox expecting to get a, you know, a frozen Lou Malnati's pizza. <laughs> a five-day-old, five just, you know, kind of 
room temperature pizza, kind of well, folded did, in half and shoved into his. Uh, yeah, post office I could box. mail him one. Sure. Did you ask for his address? No, but it, you know, I I'm sure they figure I could figure it out. Oh. Yeah. Because you're there every night in their living room. That's right. Just busting my ass on the David Kaplan radio show. We still have not been asked to be on. No, well, we haven't. Um, so I, I guess I have to be meaner because that seems to be when we get on. Yeah. I just completely go off, and he gets upset, and then I we're on his guess. So all right, Dave. <laughs> we'll here it comes. We'll play along. <laughs> well, Chuck is getting meaner to to us about our Chuck podcast. is Chuck is getting mean to pretty much everybody yeah. about everything. I'm and a little worried. He, he said I had something up my butt because I was defending our podcast to him. I assumed he thought it was him. <laughs> what? Thought yeah, Chuck. Whatever. Chuck was saying that uh, that we should extend our hiatus from the podcast, and I told him, I informed him very nicely, very politely, very civilly, that no one was forcing him to listen to it. So if you're listening to this right now, Chuck, who's the idiot? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We don't know that. Maybe somebody, maybe he, there's a bully in his neighborhood who downloads the podcast and holds Nathan. Chuck down and holds his little headphones over his ears and makes him listen to the whole thing. They, <laughs> I mean, there, there's bad parts of Northbrook, right? Maybe he lives yeah. in one of those. Maybe he's living in Germany right now. We don't know. So, it's possible. Oh, Twitter adventure number two? This on. was not quite as much of an adventure. But and it actually this ties in with something. If you want to segue, we could segue to this after this. But um, when we found out that our good friend Paul Sullivan uh, was leaving the Cubs beat, mm-hmm. I was crushed, quite frankly. And all I could think of was that someone should do a loving tribute to Paul, set to Sarah McLaughlin's "I Will Remember You," because I think that should happen. And I realized no one was going to do it, so I did it. Did you actually make that video? Have you not seen this video? I, I, yeah, I watched it, but did you actually? Were you? Did you just find it, or did you? I make it? made it. No, well, I, I had to make that. I really enjoy. It. I actually I had laughed to, pretty hard. I had to yeah, learn. I, I, I did, had to learn I how to do all well. of that. I did as well. <laughs> just to do that, I got a tweet from a guy. Another one. Yes, serious. Criticizing the music choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole joke, buddy. <laughs> um, I uh. I'm, well, I'm, I've been blown away by two things. I feel like people are reacting not quite as strong, not strongly enough to Paul Sullivan leaving the beat, and kind of way too strongly about Frank Castillo dying. I was a little like, I mean, it's sad that a guy died at 44 in a horrible accident, but like, did is like, is this an ironic like love for oh. Frank Castillo that's that's pouring out of people? Like, people are like, some people were they were using. Words like heartbroken and well, yeah, like but devastated. No, see, I actually understand it. Um, not not to get too overly serious about it or whatever, but it's like the I, I had not like anybody Cub- died. Yeah, <laughs> see, I've been a Cubs fan since I was I don't know, you know, I think I was seven or something. Were you like um, six two at that point? Yes. No, but I was uh, not not to get too off. Track, but when I was, I was eleven, I was tall. I was taller than my little league coach. So, in his defense, they had to call was, it. They had to call him your big, They had to call him your big league coach. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, but I, I hadn't really been following the Cubs from like well, basically nineteen ninety and ninety one. I didn't. Oh, really, you, you missed the glory years. Really, exactly. Ninety two, 
I watched probably 150 games or how many ever that WGN used to, you know, because I had absolutely nothing going on that year. But they, Frank Castillo at neither, that... Neither did they. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Castillo at that point was, you know, up and coming. Or, you know, it's like Harry would get up there and say, oh, he's got a great career ahead of him. This is great. You know, so it's like when you see that that guy died, and you're like, oh, my God, it's been 20-some-odd years. But what have I done with my life? Hang on a second. Where was the outpouring for Jeremy Gonzalez? Like... I'm sure there are more people I mean, I had, I, more no, people I, drown in the United States than are hit by fucking lightning. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't have the stats in front of me, but like if you got had a tragic fucking accident, Jeremy Gonzalez getting hit by lightning yeah. is is and he was in the same rotation at one point. Yeah, no. God and, murdered and also Jeremy Gonzalez. Kevin Foster. <laughs> well, Kevin Foster wasn't as unusual I, tragic. The, the thing is the the uh, yeah, oh, that's true. But Ke- Kevin Foster actually like. You know that kind of affected me also because I actually had talked to the guy once and he was super nice. Like I was at Wrigley trying to get a, someone to sign a baseball or whatever for my little sister who was like six at the time or something. And like you know he actually came over and talked to us and stuff. It was super nice. I was like, oh, I like that guy. And then he kind of you know he was dead. And then twenty years later, he's dead and died of yeah. of, yeah, of uh, renal failure. You know. So yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. Like, I, I understand it solely. You know, people my age, or, or I guess you know your age. But I am people your age, is what yeah. I'm saying. And but I mean, if if yeah, I guess. I, I I mean I again I get that a guy died. I get that he died way too young, and I get that that's a very sad thing. But it was like super melancholy on Twitter well, yeah. when the news I came mean, out. And I yeah, thought that I mean, was a little bit excessive. Get over you know, yeah, it was a little more. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I thought though the the circumstances were were so just brutal. I mean, he there he was. He was trying to swim from this little island in this you know, man-made island in this lake in Arizona. He was trying to swim to the shore, and he got almost to the end. And Bernard Gilkey ran out and drowned him <laughs> right there. <on> the <laughs> okay, <laughs> you. Andy, Andy wins this round. You're welcome for setting you up for that joke a day ago, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Frank Castillo. Frank Castillo, just not to deliver any spoilers, but Frank Castillo almost made my best bad Cubs team rotation. I, I like, don't know how he didn't. Like that, that that almost no hitter alone. Well, no, do you have do you have the wrong Juan Guzman on there? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, he didn't make it because I think he was just too always mediocre. Yeah, he had almost he had one game. Like for the same reason Sean Estes didn't make it. Like Sean Estes gave us one good game, yeah. and like he was just mostly mediocre. Except for I'll give him two good moments, but one wasn't in a Cub uniform when he tried to drill Roger Clemens. That was kind of awesome too. And, and, and missed it. And missed. How do you miss that guy's big yeah. fat ass? <laughs> missed him by like six feet. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, whatever. Cast- so let, uh, the only reason I would have put Castillo in there is he was actually pretty good in '92. Like he he actually looked like he was going to to be something. And, then he, and he he cost Brian McRae a Mercedes. Remember that story? No. McRae he was such a terrible hitter that McRae <laughs> bet him that if he could hit a home run in batting practice, that's how bad he was. If he could hit a home run in batting practice, that McRae would buy him a car. 
and apparently in one of the very last games of the season, he hit one into the basket, and he made McCray pay up and buy him a car. Nice. Hey, McCray. That's Don't awesome. Don't walk, walk if you can't, or whatever. Yeah. Don't talk to talk. Yeah, fuck you, Brian McCray. <laughs> the, the day after he died, I, re- I read all three papers in the morning, and the Daily Herald had a long thing on him, and I thought, wow. And I didn't bother to read who wrote it. I assume Bruce wrote it. You get into the second paragraph, and the, the writer is quoting former Cubs trainer, Hello? And I'm like, fuck, it's Rosner. And why is he talking to a former trainer? Other than the fact that Fiero is like one of four people who will actually take his call. It just it ruined the whole thing for me. And that's pretty much when I started writing the Gilkey joke. <laughs> so, the day after he died, you started writing that joke, and that's the best you got? Hey, that was a good one. I know. I liked it. Um, well, we actually solicited some reader questions that go along with some of the things that we wanted to talk about. So I feel like we can we can just. Well, I real real quick back to Paul, and I don't know if you can or even want to talk about this publicly. But does anyone know where he's going or what he's doing? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying, because uh, you, you guys actually know. He's the living guy. in I've Mike's never... basement. Yeah, he's running, <laughs> running. He's actually started a little place called Sully's Sex Dungeon on oh. the, uh, your west side. Oh. Emphasis um, on a little place. I don't. What? <laughs> um, no, he's doing. Dolan, he's doing features. He's going to do. Features that's what I. Here. That's what I heard. Another Chicago media person told me that he was. He was leaving the beat to write features for the Tribune, and then that Mark Gonzalez was coming over to cover the Cubs. And that part's true. So I think the other part's true too. And I like Gonzalez. I think he's going to do a nice job. I'm going to miss all of yeah. him a lot. Well, it's not like I'm. He's not dead, and he's not like Frank Castillo. And <laughs> I mean, like he's still. You know, I think he's going to do. I think you said it, Dolan. He's going to do a really nice job doing features, I think. so. Yeah, he's a good writer. He, yeah. he was kind of wasted on the Cubs for 20 years. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I mean, you say that, but, like, it made it, it, it it's, well, here's, someone wasted on us makes me yeah, happy. Well, here's, because, here's the thing. I, I, I went to college with a guy who's who was a, <laughs> who is a fan of the Atlanta Braves. So I'm in Northern California. So you're a second generation removed Atlanta Braves fan. Is where we're starting with this. No, no. But my buddy, who I was still pretty good friends with, is is an Atlanta Braves fan. He used to read Sullivan's stuff just to read it, just because really? it's so much better than the crap in the Atlanta Journal oh, yeah. Constitution. He's like, you guys are so lucky. You have a beat writer who can actually write. We have two beat writers. Well, we had two beat writers who can actually. And I do think it's we awesome. one and a half. <laughs> I mean, think of what we're left with. We got Miles, who they only let do home games. Oh, so I cool. thought that was a Sullivan short joke. But uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't tell you which one was a half. Ways. Now we're left with Gordon and Jesse fucking Rogers, the worst writer ever. Yeah. Who I – oh, I told him to shove something up his ass yesterday. I forgot I did that. I still mean it. It was Darwin, so we know it'll fit. But <laughs> – that guy is the worst, and he does he doesn't know shit. It, ESPN has that much respect for the Cubs that they put the dumbest person they have employed in the entire company. He said, "Why don't you go cover the Cubs for a whole year and you can ruin everybody's fucking day, Jesse?" And he's like, "Okay, Mike North told me to go do it, so I'll go do it." Yeah, he's bad. Witten Myers, of course, just Witten Myers like it makes everyone dumber with his writing, though. Like he's oh, he's he's on, a, he's, the, uh, he's on the Alfonso Soriano to the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, good. 
He, because he has to re- he has to redeem himself for accusing all Cubs fans of racist by proving he's not racist. Gordon is like aggressively bad. Like you can be bad, and like most people can ignore you. Gordon's so aggressively bad that like he gives everyone else around him badness. <laughs> Fucking hate him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and Bruce Miles can't even go to away games. So that's we're we're gonna be reading Bruce Miles's recaps. Bruce Miles didn't have to look at box scores, which is essentially what Al Yellen does, except Bruce Miles actually gets paid for it um, and <laughs> yeah, does it yeah. well. Well, Yellen gets paid, well, right? Through that uh, whatever. I don't even want to hear it. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I don't want to think about it. Well, yeah. uh, apparently, uh, the scene in the press box the other night was I posted the video, video like in the eighth inning, and apparently it just started popping up on laptop after laptop in the press box because right. one guy would see it and then tell somebody else. And at one point, it was like going on three laptops at once, and there was Sarah McLaughlin blasting through the press box. So I felt like I had really accomplished something. But the thing, and I, it doesn't surprise me because um, we, we know Cub fans are idiots because if they weren't, they wouldn't be Cub fans. Um, so many of them are so happy that Paul is leaving because for some reason they don't like it. I don't get that. I think those are all the ble- bleed cubby blue. No, it's it's another Cubs blog or whatever stupid ass yeah. site that turned into. Obstructed view or whatever. It's all those idiots. They all thought he was racist. They all, they all, it was amazing that they all, for some reason, because he didn't like Milton Bradley because Milton Bradley was a fucking <laughs> prick. Right. They, they accused Paul Sullivan of owning slaves. What? Well... I mean, I exaggerated that a little bit. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, because he didn't like one black dude. He didn't like a lot of white dudes, too, if you guys remember right. Paul Sullivan's career. Um, but he, he yeah, it, was, it was really infuriating, really infuriating. For, and then, of course, we were accused of sellouts because we liked, accused of being sellouts because we liked Paul Sullivan and his writing. Right, yeah. And we were probably also racist because of that. Probably. Let's see here. He had been doing... Sully had been doing a uh, Q&A session on Twitter, trying to find it. He listed his favorite players that he'd covered. Um, let's see. So uh, so the question was, uh, Paul, who were your all-time favorite player, or who was your favorite player to work with? And he says, I loved them all except Pryor, of course. <laughs> and then the top five was... Uh, Tony Phillips, Ozzy Guillen, Kevin Tappany, Rod Beck, and Ted Lilly. So I I had completely forgotten Tony Phillips ever played in Chicago, let alone that he would have covered him as a White Sox. He had to include Ted Lilly because Ted Lilly would have murdered him if he hadn't yep. made that list. So. God, I love Ted Lilly. <laughs> Mostly. Ted Lilly's... Uh, he, he's available. Yeah, his career's winding down. So see Ted while you can. Okay. Dude's older than I am. That he's still in the league is, is something to be said. So, let be left-handed. That's how you yeah. have a long career. Left-handed and and sort of a mass serial killer looking. Yeah, dude, and so. with a murderous streak behind you. Coming straight um, for Yadier Molina's thigh. So Santo Ten, I forget her liberal classes her Twitter handle asked us what we were going to do without Paul Sullivan, and I think the answer is we're going to have to just rely on Bruce Miles's. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll read Gonzalez, and I hope to make befriend uh, Mark Gonzalez as well. I mean, we're, Donald and I are going to try and haze him, but um, he's, he's so far not responded to my Twitter <laughs> flirtatious advances, because 
We're down to one. We're down to one guy, as uh, Terry Boris would say. My guy. My guy in the. My guy in the my clubs, guy. clubs clubhouse. It's all. It's all. I got a guy. Um, got a guy. Got a guy that knows things, and then just waits for Bernstein to say something so he can just say yes to it. Fucking idiot. So yeah, we're gonna miss Paul Sullivan. Well, it's not. Paul Sullivan's not dead. I'm still gonna email things to him, and he'll email back, and we're gonna make him come out and drink beers in yeah. January. Uh, Which I'm going to try. I'm, I, I can't make any promises because things may come up, but I'm going to try and make it this year. We'll do one from the bar. That would be... Well, that's the that's the goal, right? You know. No, no, because I am incoherent at those things. <laughs> when I have to, Again, when I have to, that's the goal, right? When I have to, when I have to listen, to, when I have to watch Dolan talk, trying to reason with the Cubs head of marketing or whatever the hell, whatever the hell that was. I was just figuring blacking out drunk was my... Better, better option. Yeah. How would that be different than a normal podcast? Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. We'd be in public, I'm, I guess, mostly. I'm just drinking coffee today because I was half asleep when this thing started. I'm super dehydrated. I should be drinking some water actually right now. But, I, yeah, um, me, me too. Because I was at a, I was touring a work camp today. Like a concentration camp. Yep. For uh, the California Conservation Corps, actually, that, so, that wasn't what it was. It was a uh, so I work for Cal Fire, which is um, they put out forest fires. They're the second, I think they're the second biggest uh, firefighting force in the world. Huh. And um, I'm just an IT guy. I I do you know, web pages and shit like that. So you put out you put out fires electronically? Yes. <laughs> They will eventually be sending me out to fires to do IT stuff at the fire. But, um, well, they need Wi Fi. Are know. you going to put up a firewall? <laughs> Indeed, I am. Hey. Um, yeah, but no, today, so today they, they like, uh, stuck us in a 10 passenger van or whatever and drove us around down to Napa Valley to look at a, a work camp. Or, because half half the firefighters out there, I don't know what the exact number is, but a bunch of them are, are like convicts. And so this was like a minimum security prison. And so we... Wait a got, minute, the dudes fighting the California fire, fire fires are convicts, really? Yeah, the, well, not not all of them. The, the guys that are doing the hard, you know, the... the the guys that where you need actual skill, those are real firefighters. These guys are like you know, clearing brush and shit like. Do that. they just throw? They just have a gun and guys run at it and like just lay on it and like it's, and they just keep stacking. Roll around, <laughs> roll around, Jimmy. Yeah. Holy shit. So yeah, but no, uh, so, yeah, I'm dehydrated as well because they drove us around looking at all this different fire equipment and stuff and and didn't have any liquid or anything and you can Coffee probably can see I'm bright red up here because I wasn't wearing a hat. And I have no hair. So. But it was it was actually kind of funny because like we were sitting out there and they, they were like loading up the prisoners. They were putting them in these great big like four-wheel drive vans, you know, have like stuff 20 guys in the back or whatever and, and uh, getting ready to go out to a fire or something. So we're just sitting there watching them go out. And it was like, it was me, it was like three middle-aged ladies, it was, you know, some skater punk dude, and then there was this one girl who was pretty cute, and, like, you'd see the guys, because she was, like, back, so she was kind of hidden by the wall of the building that we were standing next to, 
And you'd see these guys all tatted up, long hair, whatever, you know. I mean, it's all like, you know, they weren't they weren't hardened criminals. They were guys that got like, you know, they they had marijuana on them or something like that. And you know, you'd see them walk by, they'd look over at us and then they do this. <laughs> and it was hilarious because it was about it was about 60 guys and every single one of them did that. I'm sitting there like, dude, there's only like Two sheriff's guys here, and nobody's armed. I'm like, what the what the fuck will happen? Are you sure they weren't like just Jesus Christ? Is that guy giant? <laughs> I don't know, See, I'm so writing this down because this is going to be a sitcom. <laughs> so what was the rundown? Two middle-aged ladies, a skater dude, a, a hot chick. We've got the whole cast, and we a do. and a giant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we will get George Mirasan to play you, and. <laughs> Is he still alive? Is he still alive? I don't think he is. Uh, no, well, even really. better. I'm thinking of Frank. He'll come yeah. a lot cheaper. You know how many fucking miles of blood vessels his heart had to pump blood through? Seriously, it's like for miles. every what is it? It's like for every every pound is five miles of capillaries or whatever. Something, but I mean, it's like for every inch over five eight or something you are it like cuts it cuts a couple of years off your life expectancy. I don't remember what it is. Well, I'm gonna live forever. I mean that's the thing. It's like if you're five six, you're you're likely to live until you're ninety five. You know. He's alive. Yeah. That's true. You never see any like big old. I'm sorry, Warren, to bring this up, but you never see any like big old people. They're all like. I mean, partially. Actually, actually I have a story that. about a big dead old person. Do you want to hear? Well, it? yeah, he's dead for a reason. Go yeah, on. No, it's a pretty good. No, I can't actually. I'll tell you guys that off air, but. It was... we have no well, I just realized it's 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 about yeah. So can you can you can you anonymize it? Not really, because right. it's um it's uh, what's the name of the Green Bay Packers quarterback? It's his Aaron father. I was working, yeah, I was working for his father-in-law or his future father-in-law one summer throwing away caskets, and. Um, <laughs> Well now, well now the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> you found a giant dead body in one of the cats. No, 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 no. It and was Aaron just Rogers like so his, yeah. So just like he covered up Ryan Braun's herpes test and the PED yeah, I'm, I'm positive sure. test. Yeah. No, it, it was just like the you know. So it was me and my roommate. Um, so my my wife worked for this guy who owned a funeral home. She was the office manager and um, and. So the one summer when we were in between classes, you know, uh, or, you know, summer, whatever, in between semesters is what I meant to say, uh, we did just odds and ends for him. Because, like, I was just working through, you know, uh, personnel services to do labor, basically, all, all summer long. And so he hired us to throw away some old stuff they didn't want, some of which was caskets. Um, I feel like odds and ends are a funeral home where like push down in their abdomen until they fart all their like <laughs> dead so they don't like fart at the wake and freak everyone that out. That is actually a thing. That is I, I know. Thing. That's yeah. why I think that they should have a person to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. But it was like we went into the garage to get some because we were like cleaning out the gutters and then we'd like had tossed all the leaves onto the ground. And we were going into the garage to get a, a rake and we go in there, there's just like a Dude who's like six seven or something. He had to weigh two hundred and I don't know, maybe over three hundred pounds, and he's like taller than me. But he's dead. He's dead. He's laying on the ground in the garage. And we kind of walk in, and I and, and like we kind of look at it. And we're like, whoa! 
that's my whole story, but I mean, it's like, I could, you know. Holy shit. And that person was Reggie White. Yes. No. No. See, the, cre- the, the crematory was out in the garage, was why he, he was being prepped. He wasn't, like, just laying out on, he wasn't like this, you know. He was actually <laughs> There's lying. a chalk outline around him. Yeah, exactly. He was lying in state, you know, in the whatever. Um, that's a hell of a state. Whatever, so, yeah. But it was, was a, it was a little surprising. Not that surprising. We were, after all, at a funeral home. That, I would I would be yeah. shocked. That's where they keep the dead people. Yeah. yeah. But like I just walking into a garage with a dead dude there with no one else like attending to it. Well, yeah. I mean that's you know that's that's, that's why it's that's still burned in right here. Yeah, yeah, that's unsettling. Yeah. You're gonna be talking to a therapist in ten years about that shit. Uh, or us now. <laughs> or the internet, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Well, good. I'm glad we were able to keep that anonymous. Yeah. All we don't know is who that dead man was, and it was Reggie White. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, we had some... <laughs> Oh, well, at, at any rate, later on, that guy uh, was oh, the officiant for my, uh, for my wedding. Not the dead guy. The dead guy? Oh. No, not the dead guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you get this? I don't girl? think you're really married. <laughs> <laughs> Things I, are different in Canada. Just a hunch. <laughs> yeah. Did you Are you going to see this cute girl again? Give her my number. Or give her the link to the podcast. I probably won't see her again. She was well, from a different department. Oh, she might be at, because Cal Fire is kind of spread all over the place in different buildings. I might start a couple, so you have to... Yeah, well, you know, come on down. It's, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> no, right. she was like she was like 10 years younger than me, man. I wasn't... I that know. doesn't bother me at well, all. That doesn't bother you. It bothers <laughs> me a little bit. So. Why, why would I care if it bothered you at all? <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> um, okay, um, so... As as part of our like little trade deadline show, uh, someone also posited the question on Twitter. Uh, actually, uh, Irish Yeti posed this one of the only serious questions, and it was of course followed with a joke. But asked who our favorite current Cub was, and then his sub question was, and why Louis Valbuena? I assume that was directed at. <laughs> I assume that was directed at Dolan. But uh, I think that's a good question, especially with all the movement. I mean, there's been a very uh, gelatinous, I guess, roster uh, for the entire <laughs> I year. The, I don't think that's yeah, a proper use of that word. Amorphous. And that's, and that's just Diner Navarro. Dolan, Dol, Dolan, Dolan, you're going Megatron on us again. Amorphous, I guess, would be the way to. Yes, that's, that's um, a little more. Uh, uh, roster for the entire year, and I, you know, it's kind of it's sometimes hard to even name who's on the roster, but uh, I think we, I think that would be a nice little, uh, little yeah, go no, around. I like little, that idea. Little something, something. So, Dolan, do you want to uh, explain why? Lo- I mean, I feel like you've sort of explained it before, but. Or do you have, like, a serious one, or you're just committed to your Louis Valbuena bit? (laughs) So, well, maybe I should probably have a non-Louis Valbuena division favorite. (laughs) It's like when everyone would make the argument who the best player in baseball was, no one would mention Barry Bonds, because they're like, well, yeah, obviously Barry Bonds. So other than Barry. And so Louis is pretty much the best hitter in baseball, according to Dale. Pretty much. So... I see. Other than him, honestly, I know who it is because he takes such a beating for. I mean, he gives. He does give a reason every once in a while, but I just. I'm so pissed at at people just trying to find reasons to bash Starlin. I mean, mm-hmm. he is. He's the best player on the team. I mean, I know he's having a. He's not having a very good year. But he's by far their best player, and mm-hmm. so knock that shit off. I mean, yeah. he does enough stuff that you can criticize him, but. The, the amount of hate that comes out when he makes a mistake. Like last night, he misjudged the line drive and he dropped it. I mean, and awesome. they act like, and they act like, oh, he always does that. 
Well, that's right, because he, he never can catch a fly ball or a line drive. You know, the, I mean, the dude problems are almost more, all throwing. Yeah, yeah no, the dude and has more up. range than any other shortstop in the National League, it looks like, when he's out, especially when oh. he was playing with Sori and left. You know, and I and don't, don't get me wrong, I never had a problem with Sori. I, I actually liked the guy quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, he would catch what were essentially fly balls, you know, that the left fielder would normally well, catch. And that, so. and if you play short with Alfonso and left, you play short and shallow left because he mm -hmm. plays on the warning track because he doesn't want to have to go back and anything. Um, the Cup fans are just going to have to get used to it because the guys coming up behind him as shortstops aren't any better defensively than he is. I mean, Baez is a mess. Alcantara is a mess defensively. You're going to have Starlin for a while, so... Which know, is a good thing. But yeah, right. yeah, I agree. And he's, he'd gotten hot and gotten all the way up to like 254, which is kind of sad, and he's, he's slumped a little since. But he'll make a run. He'll hit 265 or something this year, and then next year he'll go back to hitting 300. They completely changed his approach this year because they want him to... He can, he can hit just about any pitch that's within three feet of the catcher. And they were trying to impress upon him that just because you can hit it doesn't mean it's the right pitch to swing at. So he's right. still trying to figure that out. He's 23 years old. Right. Just because he's got four years in the big leagues, he's still figuring shit out. And he's figuring it out on a terrible baseball team. You're supposed to, if you ever have a chance to fuck stuff up, you're supposed to do it now when the team is bad. So hopefully yeah. by the time they're good, you don't do that. And so I just, I don't get the, how upset Cub fans get. Now, I like Anthony Rizzo a lot. He's having just as bad a year, yeah, and he yeah. doesn't—he never gets any of that shit ever. No, nope. because he's well, white. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, to be fair to Rizzo Dolan, he uh, first base is an easier position to play, so right. he's not going to yeah. look bad defensively. Um, Dolan, I, I and piggybacking on what you're saying, when Bob fucking Bobby Valentine, when Bobby Valentine just—it was the stupidest fucking reason to jump on Starlin Castro. If you guys remember, a couple the last season, two years season ago, four, no, two years season, ago, Sunday Night yeah. Baseball. Um, Castro was was kind of like looking away during a, when when a pitch mm -hmm. was being delivered. He was chewing gum. He was it was a fucking boring ass game. No one was watching the game. And Castro was like, you know, he was a kid. He's a 21 year old kid at that point. He's got the attention span of a fucking goldfish. And he he was looking. He was kind of looking around in between plays. And Valentine would not fucking shut. It was like a 10 minute segment of Valentine just yeah. like. Begging anyone to hire him. That's right. It was two years ago because he was. It was pre. Yeah, because then Red they Sox did hire him. Yeah. We see, yeah. see what happened. And we there. saw what a yeah. fucking idiot he was. So um. Back to was, Japan. It, it was such a stupid ass thing to just just crush this twenty one year old kid for that was having a great season. It was it. I I that's a good. He's and I agree with you, Dolan. He's also not only the best player. He's definitely the most exciting player on yeah. that diamond to watch for good and for bad. Like he's the he's. Although Junior Lake, of course, has had a nice little start, but um, Castro's at bats are definitely must-see TV. Yeah. Well, and it's even little stuff like the media gets on him too. They, not not it's not even just the local media. The national media was making a big deal out of the fact that after he hadn't made an error since he got benched. Yeah. They gave him one day off. Yeah, Is like that, that really matter. Benching? No. Like Darwin, Darwin hasn't played in two games in a row now. Louis playing second base, and I think there's a reason for that. I think yeah. because Cody Ransom is awful again, he's about to go to the bench, and Mike Olt is going to come out and play third, and Louis and Darwin, I think, are going to share second for a while. Yeah. But nobody said anything about Darwin being benched. It's like, oh, he's getting two days in a row off. But if Castro sits out for a game, he's being benched for disciplinary reasons. Well, no. They gave him one freaking day off, and they put yeah. him right back in the line. Because he played what 250 games in a row, or something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah so he's out there every day. Yeah, 
So if I had to pick one, because because Castro probably would have been my answer or whatever, but uh, non-Castro area or whatever, you know, league. Um, I probably would actually go with Samarja. I, I just oh. I, I I don't. Well, why? Was you don't like him, or was that? No, that was, a, that was that was. Now I have to think of someone else. Yeah. Um. I like uh, Jake Arrieta. <laughs> but when when Samarja's got it going on, I mean, he's fun to watch. You know, I mean, he just he throws it ninety eight or whatever, and you know, he's stomping around out there. And I, you know, whether or not he's ever anything more than a number two or number three pitcher, you know, he at least right now kind of looks like he might possibly get into that ace category, and that's just you know, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, and the fact that he hasn't like, you know, blown his shoulder out or busted his elbow or whatever. It's like the, he's the one, the one pitching prospect we have that, or have had that, uh, might actually turn into something. So, and he says all the right things and whatnot, you know, it's like, I've said this before. I don't actually give a shit if they're good guys, bad guys or whatever. Just, I just produce for my team. You're nothing more than an, than an automaton out there to me. <laughs> to be fair about pitching, I mean, like Zambrano, as as crazy he was, had a good career. That's that's and true. Wood that's and Pryor, you know, for the, at least the first couple of years of Pryor. I mean, like, I just hope Samarja doesn't go that route. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I shouldn't. I should have. I should have remembered. No, no, no. But I see what you're saying because he was he was great for a couple for like a couple of years and really good for a few others. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, Samarja's gonna be my pick. Um, you know, there's a Notre Dame connection. I loved watching him play at football at Notre Dame. Uh, he, I just love that he's just a big, dumb white. I mean, not a dumb. He's a big, ugly white. Here, he's like Kyle Farnsworth if Kyle Farnsworth had a college education. Like he throws, <laughs> he could throw a ball through the side of a fucking barn. He's a big, dopey-looking white guy, uh, and he's. I, I, and I, I guarantee, if anyone charged the mound on him, he would fucking plant that motherfucker into the ground. Um, <laughs> I uh, I like him. I and I and I think Warren. I I kind of think he's already shown flashes of ace material. Like yeah. I mean, he's if if you look at what Gar, uh, Garza did last year and what Zambrano or Jesus Christ, what uh, Samarge is doing this year. Um, I think I mean of course Travis Wood has had an unbelievable year, but yeah. um, I think he I think he is going to be their ace. And I yeah. think uh, I mean it was going to be if they had traded him today. It was going to be a ridiculous package. Oh yeah, no, in. it was going to be so. like a three-team deal. They got them both, like you know, Profar and Tavares or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like that, you know, exactly. And they'd yeah. already fleeced the Texans once, so. Right. Um. So yeah, yeah that was a good good question. Good question. Yeah. Like Thank that. you, Yeti, for that question. And then we had um one. Or did, did anyone else have anything to add to that? No, I think. We, we had one other uh one other request. To break down um, Alderman Tunney's uh, list of demands for the for the Wrigley Field renovation shit. So t- Tom Tunney is the alderman in the district for whatever district it is, the the Wrigleyville Wrigley Field district, um, and he's just a fucking idiot. Uh, and he he's thrown 44th district. Thank you. Um, is uh, throwing his weight around, making making call, he called the uh, he called the renovations. Um, drastic and controversial. Um, <laughs> they're they're not they're not 44th Ward. I'm sorry, not district. Um, so his okay. So l- let's go through his little list of priorities. I just want to take this long. Um, his priority, Tony's priorities include a 10-year extension of the neighborhood protection ordinance that would include a limit on night games and concerts held annually at Wrigley Field. And this is going to be an over 
underlying theme of Tunney's fucking comments and everyone in the 44th Ward fucking comments about Wrigley Field. They can't have it both ways. You can't have you can't reap the benefits of having a successful team and like all and the crowds and the, the whatever's good for the local businesses and the traffic. You're not going to have that if you keep putting all these stupid arbitrary fucking restrictions on them. And you know what? Wrigley Field has been there longer than all you fucks have been here. So like you knew what you were getting into when you moved in. And fuck you! Like they should, they should be allowed to run this, run this baseball club like a major league baseball club, like everyone else, like the other fucking teams and the majors do. And it's bullshit. And that's number one. And I hate it. Go ahead. I gotta close my window. Sorry. sorry. We sorry. lost Mike. He's jumping. No. It's starting to rain. It's starting to rain into my house. Oh, okay. Oh man, I miss rain. Jesus. Well, I, I think to be fair, anybody 101 or older. Has has a legit complaint, so they had to round all of them up and let them complain. Everybody else can go pound sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is going to be a, I mean, that's going to be a theme for all these ridiculous, his ridiculous priorities that he's putting on this, on this um, his list of demands. And I feel like this is a list of demands by like a, a bank robber that has no hostages. Because I'm hoping the the city's like fuck you. <laughs> it's like if you don't meet my meet all my demands, I'll do it. I'll shoot myself. I'll kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah, like Blazing Saddles when he walks out with a gun to his own head. Um, okay, is number two is a dedicated police detail unit for all Wrigley Field events, especially post game coverage. Post game coverage. I am assuming they're wanting a police presence so people don't storm the tenth In inning, inning show. show. Oh. <laughs> Great minds and the, uh, us think alike. Now that's, I mean, yeah, whatever. I think I think that's that's a reasonable. I mean, that's you know, you're gonna have increased police presence for the Taste of Chicago. You're gonna have increased police presence anytime there's a gathering. I went to uh, uh, one of the la the last Red Sox game at Yankee Stadium, um, the old Yankee Stadium, and uh, and man, daytime in Harlem, there was a cop at every corner. I mean, like there, it's you know, and 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 I understand you want to keep the keep the drunks from. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, I've got a, I've got a solution for this, and I don't know why they didn't think of this before. Because the number one biggest complaint after Cub games is that drunks pee in the yards of the neighbors. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna install a trough right there on the outside of Wrigley, and they can just pee there. Run it they all the way the around. They don't need extra cops. This yeah, just a big trough all the way around Wrigley. Just so you problems, know, this happens everywhere. I went to last Sunday's game in uh, Cubs versus Giants in San Francisco. It was a great game. It was wonderful. But as we were leaving this, this, the park, we were walking down the street, and, like, some guy's walking towards us, kind of doing the walk where he's, like, zipping up while walking, and we're kind of looking around, and we're making sure you're not stepping in anything. Because he was not coming back from a porta potty or anything like that. <laughs> he had, yes, indeed, just peed on the side of a building. To be fair, maybe he got a knobber on the on the outside of SBC uh, or AT&T, whatever the whatever the park is out there. Now. I don't. I mean, I, when I watch games at home, I go out and pee in the yard afterwards. <laughs> it's just you know, it's a tradition at this point. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Watch a baseball game, you pee in the yard. Anybody I think my favorite, my favorite It's a cost story. of doing business. Yeah, there you go. My favorite story about uh, uh, increased police presence is that I went to Chico State, and it's a shitty-ass school, and, and it's, it was, you know, always at the top of all the party school lists. And one of the reasons was that um, Halloween, like, half of California would come up and party in Chico, and so, like, they used to have problems with 
riots and cars burning and stuff. I mean, there's Chico has, I think, 15,000 people in it. Or maybe it's 30,000. I don't remember. I mean, it's bigger now. But my brother was walking the streets at night. Well, okay, not not the way you're thinking. He was, he was walking from one party to another in his Halloween to costume. Some extra cash. Well, you know, you're a college kid, you know. Uh, his 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 uh, costume was just he had faked a bullet wound, like he put a, a hole like up here that was a little bit of blood, and then had the back all completely blown out, you know. But, you know, it was cheap, and he just all he did was tear up a shirt. But as he was walking from one place to another, there was a bunch of cops standing there, and they're like, they see him, and then their eyes get real big, and they're like, oh shit, are you okay? He's like, guys, yeah, it's just a costume or whatever. And he's looking at their, it's the LAPD SWAT team. So, yeah, so the LAPD SWAT had come up six hour or eight hour drive or whatever it is on I-5 to, uh, to make sure Chico didn't burn that night, so... But yeah, that's what they would do. It's like any any larger police force would just bust guys up and, and stand on every street corner because they're all the fucking drunks. So, so I agree with Alderman Tunney. We should we should get more Chicago cops yeah. in Chico. That's any big event. Um, I'm gonna skip a couple of these ones here because some sort of makes sense. But well, he does say he, they want, he wants the the red line station or the Sheridan red line. I'm sorry, not Asin. So fuck that. I don't even, I've never even been to that one. So um, he wants the limit street closures of Sheffield or Waveland avenues for any Cubs street festivals, which is the same thing as as limiting them for night games and concerts. Like you can't have both things. If you want to like do it like like Yawkey Way or you want to do it like uh, uh, in Baltimore and you want to have like that cool venue and like that that increased capacity for vendors and like making he's an idiot like that you're you can't you can't cut both ways so um then he wants an updated an updated plan development for the proposed triangle building in plaza on clark street north of addison this development should include space for public and community events like farmers markets and ice skating fuck you like what the like okay you, you first of all you didn't have that space for that before so if the cubs are building this triangle building to like do, put office space and like actually make Wrigley Field a functioning fucking office space for their front office, like they open Wrigley enough to co corporate softball shit and concerts and all that crap. You don't need your farmers markets and your ice skating to to be in the triangle. It's stupid. It's stupid and annoying. And I'm annoyed that he that he asked it. And then he wants. Of, this is the most infuriating one. Long-term agreement between the Chicago Cubs and its rooftop partners concerning advertising inside and outside of Wrigley Field that has the approval of the Landmarks Commission, the city, and our community. What the fuck does your community have to say about, other than those specific rooftop owners, which is ridiculous, they have a say anyhow, the, the rest of the community doesn't get a... Yeah, the rest of the community doesn't get a fucking vote on that, I think. Uh, although Crane, Crane actually did say if they... If they want, if they want to have their voice heard, they can pony up for the three hundred million. Well, they can chip in, basically, is what he said. For yeah. the so good for Crane for taking his balls out of his out of whoever's purse, Ricketts purse, and, and actually saying something. Um, well, I mean, the the, the roofies obviously know that the deal they signed with Crane is the last one they ever get. To sign. Oh yeah. Yep. So this is all panicked shit. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to pressure the, somehow pressure the Cubs into it. And the Cubs, the Ricketts are like, uh, no, you, you know, as soon as this expires, we're putting all kinds of shit up and you're done. Yeah. 
Which I think we we already talked about that last time, right? I mean, it's been a month, so I don't remember. But. Well, and there's such an overrated part. I mean, we've been on one. They're Do we ever want to go back? No. no. Fuck. That. The, their owners are assholes. The the like they have the same liquor. I don't know how the fuck they have the same liquor license as Wrigley Field does. Like that that's colossally stupid. That they that as an like if you're sitting in a bar watching the game, you you're not bound to the same fucking liquor license that Wrigley Field has. So like they they screwed up. They should have not whatever they whatever license they applied for was a, the wrong one. They're I can't stand the rooftop owners. Yeah. Can't stand the rooftops. They're not worth doing. Nobody's to give them your fucking money. Go into the park. There's plenty of seats available for yeah. cheap if you want to watch a baseball if game. If I had an un like an, an, an endless <laughs> bank account, I would cut each and every one of them a check just so I could turn them back into regular houses. Yeah. You know, it's like just go away. Here's your money, you fucking vampire. Just go away. Yeah. If I, although if I had that kind of money, I would just build like a wall around Wrigley Field that's locked <laughs> out. I like Everyone that idea knows. too. Um. So that's it. Would that's it be what... a true link fence? Is that what it would be? <laughs> no, because then they could see through it. Um. Yeah. So that was our. Uh, that was our. Alderman Tunney's list of demands, so there you go. Yeah. In summary, they're dumb, and you make us mad. Yeah, yeah, you're stupid, you're representing a community of idiots that uh, have no real standing, but yeah. good luck with that. Yeah. Good. Hold your ground, Crane Kenny, because I know you listen to this podcast. It's hanging on every word. Um... All right, someone, Dolan, did you have a blogathon thing? Yes, wanted I wanted to about? just briefly talk about the blogathon. Um, Brett, Brent, this is embarrassing. I never oh, remember yeah. what his Brett, first Brett name is. Taylor. Brett Taylor. No, is he related Brett. to me? Yes, it's your illegitimate brother, Brent. Brett. Whatever. I think Brett. Um, he raised. This is impressive. He raised twelve thousand dollars of idiots' money. It went to charity, so that's good. Um, to blog for 36 hours straight. That's dangerous. And I just thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> How you could... I mean, you and I, we have a blog. You could set up posts to post anytime you want. Yeah. That's what I would do. And yeah. I would go to bed. And just wake up at like a normal time because that's the most asinine thing ever. It's not like he was on a radio show for 36 hours or whatever, and he, you, you knew that he was actually on. He, it was you were just taking the guy's word for the fact that he wasn't going to sleep. It, it just seemed, saying, like, the, it just seemed should, like the dumbest thing ever. We should, we're going to do, we're we gonna should do 36 hours. For 36 hours. That's right. Yeah. Are you saying he definitely so, lied? Because I feel like that's where you're going with this. No, I don't know if he did, but I know that if. <laughs> If I had done it, I would have lied, and I would have just set up a bunch of random posts, and then, you know, hopefully nothing happened at two o'clock in the morning, which it wasn't gonna, and I wouldn't miss anything. It just seemed like the dumbest thing ever. What and why? How often were posts going up? Oh, like once an hour, I think. I mean, hmm. the guy writes a lot of stuff. And I know, but like, why would some you... of it's some of it's good, and some of it is is filler, and and the thing that he does that. But annoys me the most is he qualifies everything. Yeah. He, there is never He's an actual opinion on anything. He's a it's, lawyer. Oh, the Cubs are definitely well. They might do this, or they could do this. You know, they might do this instead. It's like, well, have you have a blog? T take a fucking position on something, and then stick to it. 
but you know he's also the guy who will immediately apologize if he if you know remember the whole marmal in the lobby thing which that's, turned out that's to be actually, true I was gonna, I was gonna and he immediately it. apologized for it what the fuck was he apologizing for he thinks he's going to get like a real job out of this I, I i guarantee you he thinks some big media company is going to hire him and honestly he'd have a better chance of actually getting one of these jobs if he'd actually have an opinion on something yeah. well he's making money i think off that site though but um, it's 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 the lawyer in him. He was an, he's an ex lawyer. He's still lawyering up and making his roundabout arguments. I know I know how it goes. Wassel back and forth until someone pins I, you to an opinion. I gotta ask a question, Mike. What does that say on your wall back there? Does that say Brad? Oh, Brad. That's my last name. Oh, okay. All I can word. see is B R A D, and I was like, I got a new like desk. A Friend named Brad. I got a, a, I got a friend. <laughs> I got a corner desk. Um, I I bought a new desk and now I'm at a different angle in the same. Which room. Which is actually much nicer. Room. I meant to comment on that. It doesn't look quite so serial killery anymore. Well, <laughs> you can see my diplomas back there. Yeah. Big and little. They're for real. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. That that. Not only that, but staying awake for 36 hours for no reason is dangerous. What charity did he give the money to? Insomniacs. Yep. Good. The uh, it's appropriate. Nambla. The human fund, I think. Oh. Money for people. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it to uh, what's the one Michael Scott always did? Farm Aid. Farm Aid. <laughs> they were uh, on the office one time. They raised we money for are science. The <laughs> they, had right. big, they had a big check written <laughs> out to science. science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then the check cost more than they'd actually raised. Um, the big novelty check. Okay. So are we doing uh, 2014 lineup and rotation projection? I don't even want to do that. Well, it's... Um, well, I mean, look, okay, going around... How about, Sarge, how about we do, how about we do Wood, September 1st, Castillo. 2013 lineup projection? I don't even think that lineup is going to be that accurate. No. Well, I mean, Scott I, Baker. I, Scott Baker going to be in this rotation? Scott Baker? I like how they, I, had, I, to, they, I, had, to, they had to promote him. From Kane County, because Kane County was tired of getting beat every time he made a rehab start. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you send him to Daytona for a while? Jesus, he's gonna, like he's gonna cost us the Midwest division. <laughs> I missed my chance to see him in Kane County. Damn it! Oh, I think you might get another one. <laughs> he might be back um, next year. He could be there the year after. Um, Scott Baker, Travis Wood. Is he gonna be in this rotation next 2014? Oh, yes, Travis Wood will be there. Samarja will be there. Jeff Big Ed will be there. I, I uh, I think Woody's got a chance at being the next. Uh, you can't call him Woody. Wood, we, uh, we already had Woody. There's already had Woody. Woodish? Yeah, whatever. I think he's Ted got a chance of being the next Ted Lilly. He kind of looks serial killery out there, but more of like a kind of a deliverance thing going on. Yeah, maybe if he grows out his beard. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to last year when he really had the you know the mountain man. Yeah, looking he kind of did toward the end. Of, yeah, Travis Wood, Samarja, Jeff. Scott Baker, Jeff Baker. Jeff, Jeff bring Baker. Back Jeff Baker to play third. Well, they don't even have Baker signed, right? This was just a one-year deal. No, but he's nobody else is going to want him next yeah, year. Will they? I guess that's my question. Yeah. Oh, I think so. They already two? gave him, what, $3 million to do uh, this? Like seven, I think it was a lot. It was, it was Car- like $7 million. Carlos Villanueva? No. No? no. no? He'll be no in the bullpen. Him? He's not going anywhere, but he'll be in the bullpen. You don't think he's, okay. he's not good. That's, no. the, that's his problem. Oh, his only problem is just he's not good. And then Arietta, am I saying that correctly? Jake, is that his first name? Did I make that? Jake Arietta. Arietta. Yeah. Don't you think they'll they'll get somebody in the off season? I mean, we didn't think they were gonna sign Edwin, and they did. Oh yeah. And actually, 
about him. This Edwin's is, been pretty good. He had a terrible start yeah. to the year, and he's been pretty good since yeah, then. Wait, one year or two years? I think to the mead. On who, Edwin? Yeah. Edwin's like ten years. It's not five years, is five. it really? Five. Oh yeah, oh, seventy yeah. million, right? He got. Nope, sorry, four years, fifty-two million. Oh, that's. Oh, right, right, he got thirteen million. People. Well, people went crazy because he got $13 million. He got $13 because that's the qualifying offer now on any free yeah. agent. Yeah. And so he's actually not overpriced, and yeah. he's tradable because he doesn't have a no trade. They will trade well, him I, for I like four years that because everybody trades Edwin Jackson. Yeah, I but like I that deal a lot because, I mean, he's 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 a four ERA, seven and a half Ks per nine. He's an innings eater. I, I have no problem with that. And he deal. always takes the ball. He always yeah. takes Scott, never Scott gets Baker hurt. signed for, for $5.5 million, but... Yeah. He gets $150,000 each for 145 innings, 150, 155. Huh. I don't. Dude, Scott, you I better hurry getting, up. Unless, unless the Kane County innings count, I don't think you're getting any bonus. And they br- unless they bring back Dusty Baker and bring him up tomorrow. Yeah, and then he could get all of his innings before August. Um, well, the bullpen. Who's gonna be the closer next year? Is it gonna be Kuji? No, because he's back. Is he? Do you think? I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be Pedro Strope. It's yeah, gonna be Russell. It's gonna be Russell. I don't think Russell can do it. I think, I think he's a good. He I think he's a good loogie. I don't think he's gonna be. A I think you're being a handist, and as a fellow lefty, I <laughs> think that Russell can do it. He throws at 87. I don't. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Billy Wagner. No, and don't get me wrong. I actually like the guy. I think he's or like him as a as a player. I don't. Again, don't give a shit about him as a person. But um, yeah, he uh, you know, I. I other than the seven blown saves he has this year, I, I like him for the most part. I just don't. And think then I think um, Rizzo, Louis, and Darwin. Wait, wait, wait! I forgot uh, Wellington. You forgot Wellington. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, did I? Was I starting a catcher? No, we were. We went one pitcher, Starlin. two catcher, three first. I was pick. no. We were, we went all over the place. Starlin. Clevenger's oh, coming back. Michael. <laughs> like old. Wellington. I think Holt's going to be up within a week. I think w- this ha- this this outfield could be the greatest ever. Yeah. Ryan Sweeney, <laughs> Junior Lake, Nate Sherholtz. Oh, you just wow. you just that's a that's, yeah, right, that's that's a tear running down my yeah. You think Sherholtz will? Yeah. Well, they they, oh, they they have him under control. He's on, under contract. They didn't. If they didn't trade him today, they're not trading him in August because yeah. he won't get through waivers. So yeah. he's back. Well, they might they might trade yeah, him. In gonna, the well, he'll be arbitration eligible, so they actually get a decent amount of money next year, but yeah. he'll still be relatively well, cheap. And he will and he will get traded next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, assuming he's not shit. He's, yeah, a good no, he's having a hell of a year. He's hitting like 280. He's got like well, yeah, 13. Who will platoon with? He could start off hitting 150 next year though, and then they're not going to trade him. I mean, they'll they might just dump him, but. Um, all right. So the thing is, none of the guys. Yeah. I, I see Brett Jackson's just about. He's really on the track of stardom. Yeah. He's in Double A now. Yeah. Is that Brett Jackson? You know, I remember on a podcast last year, I said yes, he's definitely going to be a major leaguer. I was so wrong. Well, he was a major leaguer. You were right. No, about no, that. no, no. What I had said at the time was yeah, that he was, was going he to be a major league regular. Months. I thought he looked like a guy that would wind up get, figuring it out and put it together. I don't think so anymore. Although I'm trying, I, to, I'm trying he's got to argue, good face. I'm trying to argue for you, Warren. He was a regular. He was a very, very bad regular for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Ninety but games. He only struck out half the time that he batted. The yeah. other half, pretty good. Didn't strike out. Made some sort of contact. Still had a pretty high on base percentage for a guy that was hitting a buck eighty. 
I do. He, he will be back at some point. He's. he's, oh, yeah. he, he's I don't think he's ever going to be enough to be a, a regular. No. But he's going to be. He's going to be in somebody's outfield. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny is like uh, I was looking at. Uh, actually, it wasn't even me. It was my brother. who's more way more of a sabermetrician than I am. But he was looking at uh, Vitter's stats. And it's like Vitters is actually doing pretty well this year before he what it blew out his calf or whatever. It was. I got hurt again. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, people are giving up on him, but you look at his stats, it's like and the fact that he's only twenty one, there's twenty two or something like that, it's like if he didn't already have like seven years of minor leagues behind him, people would be all over this. But now they're like, Oh, he's a washout and whatnot. But it's like well, he's, he's hitting three ten or something and he's Got his bat, his on base percentage up around like three sixty or something like that. Plus like, his his potato chips are delicious. <laughs> well, he's they he's are apparently so an out, good. He's was, apparently was, an outfielder now, yeah. so oh, he can yeah. be he could be Nate's platoon partner next year. But I mean that's my point. It's like it, it sure feels like they've completely given up on him. And like, wait, does Vitters have any idea what's coming up in the outfield? <laughs> like he might that might have been a bad. Right. I mean that's yeah right. You know on his part because it's. So do you guys think Junior Lake is for real? No. I don't know. Like, like, well, I mean, he's not going to hit... I don't think he's going to hit 450. Yeah. Um, with a one... He's with a actually, one, though... He's, he's had... He's had a good... Like, year and a half. Yeah. He was yeah. really good last year from, like, the All-Star break on. Then he went and he tore up the Dominican League, which is actually a pretty good league. Then he had a well, great yeah. spring. And then he... What, he pulled rib cartilage or something? Yeah. Yeah, intercostal muscles. Yeah. So he's he's a pretty good player. I, I think he's yeah, I think he's an I think he's a regular. I don't know. I mean, the the only reason I have any question about it is like when I see him play, I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be great. Which, but again, you know, going back to Brett Jackson, uh, that's why I'm not a scout. But it's like any of the well, you know, okay. Does that mean every outfield pro every know. outfield prospect now is Brett Jackson, and they'll never and none of them will be good, right. and they See, might as well just and that's stop why, having that's outfielders why I'm in the minor leagues now because none of them will ever pan out. And every third baseman is Gary Scott and Kevin Ory, so you might as well not bother to ever have right. one of those. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to go by yes, the Cubs have had a lot of shitty prospects. Every team has the Cubs more right. than most. What the I idea would... is that these guys are actually supposed to be. Good. Yeah, and if you've yeah, got to talking on our own podcast, I'm sorry that I'm actually talking. And if you you didn't let me finish what I was saying. But and Dolan, you're right. And if you got a bunch of guys that are supposed to pan out, which the Cubs would always just have like one every two seasons that's supposed we're to pan gonna out. We're going to put everything your, we've got on, on. And then your failure rate is fucking. You're waiting for Felix Pia to develop for five fucking years, and then when he sucks, it's like ah, well we got no one else. Yeah. No, the only reason I brought it up is because everything I've ever read about, you know, the Cubs minor leagues in the last six months or whatever, they never put him in the top dozen, you know, prospects. Well, except for right now when they're number two. Yeah. Behind the Twins. So. Oh, no, 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 no. Lake. I'm saying they never put Lake in the top dozen of the Cubs prospects. You know, and they're, they're, everything you always read is like, you know, he's got the best arm in the minor leagues. He should probably be on the mound. Well, isn't that a great? Says. Isn't that a great fucking thing if he's not in our top twelve prospects and he's doing? Well, yeah, right no, 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 and that's uh, that's my whole point. It's like I watch him play and I'm like, I'm excited about this guy. I tweeted out the other day. I'm like, I believe in Junior Lake, but I'm like, am I being an idiot here? Should I believe in this guy? I don't know. He looks. He's an exciting guy to pl- watch play. Doing for a while. What was that? Oh, everybody froze but me. Um, or maybe I was the only one who froze. Maybe I broke the other one. Yeah. Um. Well, that was good. That was yeah. exciting. I hope I hope I hope he works out. That's my whole point. 
Yeah. Well, what? Probably one out of every. If you have five really good prospects, you probably end up with one really good player. That's yeah. just how it works. Yeah. If every prospect worked out, the league would be f- stocked full of great players. Then it's not. So there was a pretty. Some of these guys are going to play. There was a pretty great play when I was actually at the ballpark uh, last Sunday. And uh, it was like in the one of the innings that the Giants had put loaded the bases and didn't score, and it was like he kind of did a rope a dope thing, and it was pretty awesome. It, it it probably wasn't even noticed by you know because like there was a guy on second, and Lake was playing left field, and there was a single to left, and the guy didn't try to score because it was kind of a sh- short single or whatever, but. Lake kind of lollygagged it a little bit, just kind of walked over. So the guy made a big turnaround third, and then Lake kind of charged in, and he fired it home. And it was just kind of great. I, I love watching guys that have, like, monster arms, because he, like, just nailed it to the plate on the fly. And granted, he was just in deep shorts, short at that point. But it was just, you know, the guy wasn't actually trying to run home. He was just deking it. But uh, I liked seeing uh, Lake air it out. It was pretty great. Maybe he was just being lazy and dogging it to the ball. Probably. No, it, it looked Bob, like a real Bob play. Bob Brindley you know? would have called him on it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Bob Brindley. His, his first games were in Arizona, is that right? Is that when he got called yeah. up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember if it was the first or second game where he, he had a chance to throw the guy out at home and he threw it about halfway up the backstop yeah, yeah. to yeah. runner score. One of the things that uh, they didn't point out on TV, but he had never played center field until he got to the big leagues. Yep. And one of the problems center fielders they have to learn is that there's a big mound right in the middle yeah. of the infield, and so they tend to try to throw the ball. They try to make sure it doesn't bounce there, and mm-hmm. it just seemed odd that they n- never once thought to maybe get in a couple innings in center field yeah. in the minor leagues. Yeah. Why I would don't you? Worry about it. Uh, Dave McHale. Because who's, who's playing center in, in Iowa that you couldn't possibly move to one of the corners for a few days? It was probably Brian Bogusevic, and then he, he got called up. So what is the deal with um, – uh, it sure seems like double A is now, like, where all the good prospects are. Like That's somebody, always where it's been. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like triple A doesn't even – like, most guys just skip triple A entirely. Is that how it's uh, – maybe well, yeah. I just have never really followed prospects because I mean, we've never had any. For the most part, usually AAA is like your your reserve of old and bad that just yeah. are there to fill. AAA is where you you stash the career minor leaguers. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roosevelt Brown. You can bring up. Yeah. You can bring up for a few days here or there if you yeah. really need to, because a lot of the guys in Iowa aren't on the forty man roster. There's probably right. as many in Tennessee as there are in Iowa, which yes. is yeah. odd. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still looking forward to the day when. Uh, um, I can't even think what the what's the big fat first baseman's name. I can't Vogelbach. 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 Oh, I'm really, really, I'm fuck really pulling for calling him me Vogelbach to be. on Facebook. Vogel what? Fuck you guys for calling me. Not you guys. Per, I'm fu- I'm saying fuck our listeners for calling oh. me Vogelbach on Twitter. I'm down to 169, motherfuckers. <laughs> wow. I weigh, pound, I weigh 100 pounds. I weigh 100 pounds more than you do. <laughs> well, so this guy who was calling me out, I bet 40 pounds 60. of that shouldn't be there though. So. I guarantee 60 pounds more than me. So screw him. Yeah. Although he also gave us our only good questions, so I take it. Yeah. Back. Well, okay. Only kind of you know half screw him, just like a hand job or something. <laughs> With sandpaper in your hand though. <laughs> there you go. All right. On that note, we're ready for <laughs> we're ready for our media portion of the podcast. 
Sure. We seem like, video we, games. seems like we did a pretty good job this time. I just wanted to pat us on the back. I think we actually have been talking about baseball for like well, for at once, least 45 minutes now. One of us actually planned something, and it was me. You're welcome, everyone. Um, you know, before we get to that, you know, Dan Vogelbach is... I mean, I know he hits a lot of home runs. He's at 16 already in 102 games. And, mm-hmm. um, but he's got 66 strikeouts in 449 plate appearances and 51 walks. Oh, yeah. He's no, like he's, he is for real. He actually as as... has an idea how to hit. The problem is he's four foot eight and 290 pounds. <laughs> did, you see, did you see that animated gif of him? Uh, he, did a, he, he had a walk-off homer. Uh, he hit. He hits it. He he starts just walking to first. And he does a bat flip, but he throws the bat about forty feet in the air. It was pretty cool. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I really I'm really pulling for him to be our starting something. I don't know. My guess. Well, is it has get... to be the first baseman, though. Uh, the he, the, yeah, but they just gave Rizzo like. A I know. Million, so Volodak doesn't have a spot. And the, the, they're like, gonna wind up trading him to like yeah. the Indians or the someone. I don't know. So either somewhere with a DH or somewhere. That's why. Yeah, they're gonna wind up trading him to the AL, and yeah, no, it wouldn't be the. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. It doesn't matter. Unless Rizzo continues to suck, in which case maybe we'll need there's, Vogelbeck. Yeah, there's no that, guarantee that. Yeah. He's actually gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. All right. He had a 400 and some odd foot homer this afternoon or this evening. Yeah. Starlin hit one tonight too. Oh, yeah, Starlin had a deep one. Yeah, nice. um, all right. Video Some games. Baseball, video games. Mike, let's what's talk. You let's rapid fire him. Uh, well, I was playing Candy Crush Saga a little bit, and then it was ruining my life, so I uninstalled it. Okay. I made it to, like. I have, yeah, I have not 40. installed that, and I'm probably not going to. Don't. It's a yeah. it's a it's a stupid match three game. I don't know why it's more addictive than other match three games, but it was, and I was playing it. Too much, and so I uninstalled it. I'm pretty good about doing cold turkey at stuff that I shouldn't be is taking up too much of my time. So I just cold turkeyed it, and I threw my efforts into making my best bad Cubs team. And I think that that was a good choice because my mom, I, um, my mom, my mom oh, plays oh, Mike, my, uh, Andy, your your microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I do that kind of thing also, where I'll I'll I think I'm spending too much time on an app, and I'll just uninstall it. Out of out of hand. So. Dolan, what were you gonna say about your mom? Was it our mom's? Oh. Dolan, can you hear me? Dolan, Andy. No, we lost Dolan. I think she Hello? plays Candy Crush, so maybe oh. you guys could maybe you guys could get into a leap. No, I uninstalled. I'm not going back. It was a dark time. It was a dark time. <laughs> um, it was. It's a. It's a very like time, like I was actually, you get a certain number of lot, you get a new life every half hour or whatever, so if you can't pass some level, and it got to the point where like I'd get full lives and I'd be like hoping to God that I was going to run out of lives so I could get on with my life, and I was like, I, I need to uninstall this nonsense, so I did, and I, uh, I got off of it. <laughs> Although, okay, since we last talked, uh, I've been playing a bunch of little things because the Xbox had some st- not a Steam sale, but like almost a Steam-like sale where they were selling a bunch of old games for, for super cheap and some new games for super cheap. So the the ridiculous guilty addiction that I have right now is WWE 13. <laughs> um, laugh away. It's kind of fucking amazing. And well, uh, It's been probably 15 years since I've played a decent fighting game, so I could see that. Okay, and it's good. It's good. Um. And I've got a buddy that every once in a while he kind of his his 
lifelong ambition. He's not even like a wrestling fan. He's one of the smartest dudes I know. But his lifelong ambition is to write the script. I like for the that. WWE. That's your either or. You're either smart or you're a wrestling fan. Well, I mean, like I think if most people would categorize most wrestling fans as dumbasses, and he's one of the smartest dudes I know. He's a great writer, and he's like. He he would love to write fucking wrestling scripts. He's like they're amazing. He's like they're he's like you can do whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're essentially writing comic books that you get to watch played out in in real life. Um, so he every once in a while though, like we watched like uh, I think we watched the Royal Rumble this January. We watched WrestleMania. No, we watched WrestleMania this year. We watched the Royal Rumble a couple years back. So. I, he he'll catch me up just enough on wrestling because I I have not watched wrestling seriously since I was twelve. Yeah, um, I was about to say I think the last time I seriously watched wrestling I was I was actually nine because the they old, used to play it after Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, and watch uh, Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik and yep. whatnot. See, and I was I was a little past it, like the Ultimate Warrior. It was like early on in the days of the Undertaker, and it was like Ultimate Warrior. Hitman was my favorite wrestler at that time, and Ultimate Warrior. Um. So it's kind of cool. They do this like thing where you can go through um, the Attitude Era. So you can go through uh, uh, from like sort of like the rise of Shawn Michaels and like Degeneration X. I don't know if you guys know any of this stuff. And uh, they're like Kane and the Undertaker, Mankind. Um, uh, it's very cool. It was very cool. So so you could play all these like big matches from the these like the big matches of that era, and you like hit these certain goals of stuff that happened in those matches and so it was kind of like a it was it like sort of caught me up on the last 15 years of or 20 <laughs> years of, of WWE wrestling too just by playing these matches and then of course you can make your own character and win belts they should have they should have thrown in like a mini game where you go where you where you go to copyright uh, uh copyright court with the World Wildlife yeah. Federation yeah or fund or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny actually. During when they're showing stuff from the old clips back when it was called the WWF, they have to. They're they're using the live audio even when they're like doing the computer generated like moments from these things. And every time they say WWF, they just say, <laughs> "And I'm going to be the champion." And like there's just dead silence <laughs> for the WWF part. Or, or maybe they even say the WW and then just cut the F. He's like, "I'm going to be the WW champion of the world." And like. It's it's kind of funny that they that they had to pull all that stuff. So it's a cool one. I'm mean, I'm just gonna rapid fire mine really quickly so you guys can do your things. Uh, I I picked up XCOM, uh, Enemy Unknown. That was a uh, that was another cheap deal. Uh, I like it. I am either an idiot at organizing a worldwide fending off of alien invasion or the game's fucking hard. I hope it's the latter because we're screwed if I'm ever in charge and there's an alien invasion. <laughs> and God knows um, you will be. Yeah, I've been killing off a lot of my guys have been dying. Um, that's like a one death death, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, know, that's yeah. they don't come back. Yeah. Um, and so you build up your you build up and it's kind of a cool mechanic. And I'm not one of those guys that's gonna, you know, quit out before I before it saves because like the yeah, I died, I I suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've lost a couple countries. They've panicked because I did not respond quickly enough to their <laughs> alien concerns because I did not have enough satellites in the air or something. It's it's tough. It's it's interesting. It's good management. I don't really necessarily like those. Um, you know, I get to move five slots and then shoot a gun kind of games, but right. um, it's fun for that. And uh, what else did I play? Well, I, I was playing. No, what were you gonna say? 
Whatever. And now right, I picked up. I haven't played it up. I've only been talking for five minutes. No, 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 um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I was just being stupid. I, didn't. I played. Um, I, I picked up. I haven't played it yet. You guys can maybe tell me on my Twitter feed or whatever if I should be playing these. Witcher two, I picked up for cheap, and it's I picked supposed up. Supposed to be good. A friend of mine was just talking about it the other day. So. Yeah, and Witcher three is supposed to be like bigger than Skyrim, so it's whatever. Um, I picked up that, and I picked up um, Crisis, the original Crisis. Oh wow! I dicked around with that very, very little amount because I feel like Crisis was just Crisis was I, I've always felt is more of a look at what my PC can do than a this is a fun game. So yeah. I played, I touched it, and it was all right. I, I, <laughs> I'm just gonna copy. I'm just gonna just that, grab that little chunk of of audio there. I touched it, and it was all right. Fine, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna grab that little chunk, and then I'm gonna yeah, cut uh, that, and I'm gonna use go. that as your audio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a that's. Oh no no no! I uh, went back a little bit into Fallout New Vegas, and I played a little bit of Hitman Absolution. Oh. Whatever. How is it? Because <laughs> uh, uh, I've never Good. played a Hitman game, and they are. By far, my brother's favorite games. So. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, he really enjoys killing people, though. So everybody's got a hobby. It's I played um I played one of the ones for the original Xbox um that was okay. This one is definitely a little more uh, loose with the stealth. You don't have to be as creative, which mm. really helps me. But there, it seemed like there were some clever ways to kill people. Like I poisoned some chef. And then poison some other dude's drink. I poisoned the chef, so I was able to poison this guy's food, and he eats food and die. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I played a little bit of it though, and it, I mean, it looks great. It's a great-looking game, and you know, it's whatever. It's a bald guy wearing a. <laughs> did you ever see the uh, Timothy Oliphant movie? Yeah, I did. I actually was... thought that was pretty good for, as a like a you know kind of a schlocky B movie. I oh, actually yeah, kind yeah. of enjoyed it. Olga Kurylenko yes, is that's fun what to I look enjoy. at too. So yeah. she takes her clothes off. So all the watch time. it. I like her. She, uh, she I think it's nice. all I've been playing. Cool. Uh, I've played through uh, since we last talked. I played through Arkham City. Okay. And I'm still like going through and getting all the Riddler trophies, but I played through the the main storyline and. Most, if not all of the all of the side quests and stuff. So. I I kind of gave up on. I got stuck on one Riddler trophy where you had to like. That's where you you have to fly for some of them too, right? Yeah. No, I'm probably. Oh wait, never mind. I, I'm at like seventy five percent or whatever on it, and I don't know how much more I'm gonna play. I really liked it. I, I like the the, the storyline and everything, yeah. and and I like that they got the voices from the old cartoon and stuff yeah. like that. Um. I take it back. It wasn't the Riddler trophies. There were some certain like flying stunts yeah, that you yeah, have to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Goddamn yeah, impossible. Where you had to like impossible. Like I wasn't dive do, and then swoop up. I was. That. I wasn't going to do any of them because I mean I have the hand-eye coordination of like a, a yeah. six-month-old. Um, so I, the, I just wasn't having fun doing. It. And then I found out yeah. that you get like a, like some kind of a, a grapple hook upgrade if you beat one of them, and so. Yeah, I I went through and I spent you know forty five minutes trying to beat that one just to get the grappling hook upgrade, and then after I got the upgrade, I was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that was annoying. So I'm not gonna play it to the ninety nine point nine percent that I did with Red Dead Redemption, but uh, for right now, I'm still liking it. So you did that much in Red Dead? Yeah, no, I kept I kept going on Red Dead. See, I love the shit out of that game, and I, I didn't even get that much that far into it. The only stuff I didn't do or didn't get were were a few of the um, few of the outfits because no. I didn't that that didn't 
I didn't care. I just I had him in the duster the whole time anyway, so I never bothered with any of the outfits. But all the other stuff I got just about all of it. I yeah, I I loved the hell out of that game. That was great. Yeah. So. But that's it. That's the only game right. I played. So. Dolan, you got anything for us? I played nothing. <laughs> I literally haven't played a video game since the last time we were on this, so I've nothing. Okay. Um, next time you come in, if you, Dolan, you come in, and and uh, Warren, if you come in for the um, uh, the whatever convention, whatever meetup we do, we're not yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. to convention, but the meetup in January. Right, right. Uh, I've heard amazing things about it. I've downloaded it to my own Android uh, I device. I know what you're talking about. Wait, go ahead. Uh, is this uh, Star Command or whatever it is? Space uh, Team. Space Team. Space Team. Um, Last it's Thanksgiving, this... it was me, it was my brother, I want to say it was two of my sisters-in-law and my sister, yeah, so it was like five of us playing, it was insanity, it was yeah. great. So this game, Dolan, you have, uh, you can only play it on the same Wi-Fi network or like via Bluetooth, so you have to be, you can't play it online, you have to be in the same room, because the game is, you're all looking at like a control panel, this space shuttle, and it, it gives you instruction. It, it doesn't, it depends, it'll give like one of, let's say the three of us are playing, it'll give Warren an instruction like, fire rear thrusters, but something ridiculous, and Warren might either have the fire rear thrusters button on his own control panel, or one of us might have it. So he has to like yell it out, and we have to do it, and like it just basically just turns into chaos. <laughs> and like, yeah. Pieces start falling off your panel as you're like, yeah. sl- I heard it's one of the most fun like hilarious party games to play. And it I is pretty. It is pretty. It is pretty <laughs> hilarious. It's pretty great. Um, it's so when you have just like two or three people, it's like you could keep going for a good, good, good amount of time before it. You know, it's one of those it's, things yeah. where there is no end. Like you don't. There's no right. winning state. It just keeps getting harder and harder. You know, but once you get about, you know, f- I think four people is probably the, the the threshold. Once you get past that or whatever, it's like. It only lasts about thirty seconds because there's just the the, the yeah. signal to noise ratio just gets way yeah. off. But I love it's it. A lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Um, I and actually speaking of mobile stuff, I have I when I got rid of Candy Crush, I did my sort of guilty pleasure mobile is is Temple Run two right now. Uh, I sort of missed that when it first came out, but uh. Did you ever play uh, Don't Run with the Plasma Sword? It's no. Kind of same same kind of thing. It's actually it's pretty Endless fun. Round. Yeah. Cool. It's like Don't um. Run you know, aliens are invading and you're running, you have a plasma sword and you're just running left to right and occasionally you sw- swipe and occasionally you don't. All right. Yeah, same kind cool. of thing, you know. Those endless runners. Yeah, I get tired of them, but that one held my attention. Yeah, and, and Temple Run definitely has has a lot of carrot on the stick. Uh, like, there's always, like, upgrades and, like, you're always getting more coins to buy more stuff and do more things and there's challenges and all that stuff, so it's fun. Right. Um, all right, movies. Movies. Dolan, you want to lead us off since you didn't have any video games? Um, okay, I don't really have any movies. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I've got three TV shows. All one right. is a one. Well, one is a Netflix show, and I know you just dropped Netflix, so you can't watch it. Well, and August third is when my th- thing canceled, oh. so I might be able. Is it you can hurry up and watch. You watch Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Did you hear about that show? I did. I heard, I heard good it. things. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, it has its moments. Um. Jason Biggs from American Pie is in it, and he's awful. And you know, typically sounds, awful. Sounds he's about, always he's always like been that. awful, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't disappoint. He's awful as ever. Um, Taylor Schilling plays the lead, and she's pretty hot. And Laura Prepon from that oh, '70s yeah. show, show is in it, and she's still a giant. Yeah. Um, I always thought I, I always found her pretty attractive in that. That's show. because you were also a giant. It's like yeah. Shrek. Like you understand me. 
No. My wife is a perfectly life. normally normal normal shaped human being though, so I'm almost exactly a foot taller than her. Uh, the show's pretty good. I was very disappointed in the last, in the very end. And people are like, "Oh, that ends so great." Um, I don't want to spoil it for people, but it ends with a scene from a Christmas story, basically. Oh, is and there a pink bunny outfit? And that's our, I, I wish, and that's our cliffhanger. But um, it's pretty good. Uh, the other show that I really like is on FX. It's called The Bridge, and it starts with uh, it's it's uh, it's the bridge between Juarez and El Paso. And um, Diane Kruger, the hot blonde chick from oh, yeah. the National Treasure movies, she's in it. She plays this weird detective who has Asperger's or some kind of antisocial <laughs> disease. And so she says the most inappropriate things ever, which is pretty good. The guy who plays the Mexican cop is really cool. I have no idea what his name is. Uh, the show starts, they find a body on the bridge, and um, it turns out that the top half of the body is an American. The oh. bottom half is a Mexican. <laughs> and there's this creepy serial killer guy out there who we may or may not, you see this one guy a lot, and you hear from the serial killer, and you're unclear whether they're the same person. I don't think they are, so there's probably two serial killers out there. But that's a pretty good show. And a show that I just saw the first um, episode of, uh, it was on last night. Um, Warren, you'll never get to see this, because it's on the Sundance channel, and there's no you don't have an antenna tall enough to pull that in. Yeah. Um, but it's called The Writer's Room, and it's got Jim Rash, the bald guy from... Um, Community, hmm. Dean oh. Pelton or whatever, who ding, also ding, wrote ding, ding, ding. he wrote The Descendants and you know he's he's really talented. He interviews yeah. what it sounds like. They get all the writers from different shows, and the first one was uh, Breaking Bad. So they did a half hour where they talked to oh, all awesome. the writers about the show, and then the one um, Parks and Recreation is next week. So cool. that's Breaking Bad writers. What else did they do? I just read an interview with them. They did some other movie, and I can't they were like, well, Vince Gilligan and a couple of the other writers wrote on the X Files. That's yeah. what it was. That's and because there was yeah. a yeah, that's right. There was a Comic Con panel. One lady who's X-Files. like the, yeah. their second in command or whatever. She's written for Mad Men and yeah. something else. So they've got a pretty talented group, and that show was really entertaining. Uh, one show that's on Comedy Central that is absolutely horrible uh, is called Drunk History. Oh, yeah. The shorts were pretty funny. You know, where they, they get a guy completely hammered and then have him try to explain some historical event. And then they act it out exactly as he's saying it. And it's been just terrible on TV. So that, don't that's what, Wait, so yeah, that that was a thing before that I saw, Dolan. So that wasn't... Is that the shorts that I saw before? Because I know yeah, I've it was, seen it was a it was a funny or bad thing. Oh, okay. And they okay. tried to make yeah. it... They tried to... Or, make it a funny TV or show. Bad. Funny or, funny or die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they tried to make an entire show out of it, and it's 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 yeah, it should be funny or bad because it's bad, yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my TV. Although I do have uh, Netflix, I, like I said, very excited on uh, on uh, Twitter. I got GI Joe Retaliation today, so I, I can't wait to pop that bad boy in. I thought you were kidding. Yeah, I'm a huge huge GI Joe nerd, and yeah. <laughs> he means physically. He's a huge GI Joe nerd. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. It was not. Uh, well, I, here's the. Yeah. So you'll enjoy. Uh, there's a, there's a good 15, 20 minutes part in, in the middle of that. I think is pretty universally enjoyable. So. If you can get around the other or, hour forty five. Yeah. Have to watch. That's kind of the point. Yeah. That's kind of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, should I go? Is it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've seen everything. I've seen. 
everything. Um, so all I'm going to talk about is... Uh, I've seen skies on fire. What is it? <laughs> yeah, the scout ships off the edge of Orion's belt. Uh, God, I should know that. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, actually, as far as movies that are out like right now, I, I've not seen The Wolverine yet. Um, but last uh, week, or maybe the week before, I saw... Uh, uh, only God forgives, and I don't think anyone's going to forgive them for this particular movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. right now. Well, that's that's like a Rex Reed review there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the, here's the thing, uh, and it, and it's probably ninety percent of my my distaste or or whatever with the movie is the fact that I was looking forward to to it with such vigor and fire and fervor. Um, I, I loved Drive. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Drive. I thought Drive was great. I've watched it. Everyone like did. I fucking hated it. I've seen it like eight. Oh, then you won't like this one anymore. Um, it's all the same people. Same, you know, it's still What's-His-Face is the main character. and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. And uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's the director and same everything. You know, same, even the same musician is doing the music. And, um... Music God, this is, yeah. Yeah. Um, this isn't. Uh, there's this movie is barely 90 minutes long. It's like 85 minutes long, and a good 10, maybe 15 minutes of that is a Taiwanese man singing Taiwanese songs at a karaoke bar. In their entirely, in their entirety, the entire song. There's three separate songs, and it's just this middle-aged Taiwanese man singing karaoke into the into the camera. And then another 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes of the movie is Ryan Gosling walking through red hallways, slowly. Yeah, sounds about sounds about drive-esque. In is in it, 90 it, minutes, there's probably about four and a half minutes of dialogue. That's what fucking drove me nuts about Drive. I don't need. See, to it be... didn't bother me with Drive. Oh. With this, it bothered the hell out of me. There is and one I... one amazing fight scene where that same middle middle aged Taiwanese man beats the absolute shit out of Ryan Gosling, just yeah. kicks his ass. And it's like, the guy is obviously like a quadruple black belt in something. And, and not a Mouseketeer fan, apparently. And just goes to town on him. And it's uh, and it's pretty impressive to watch. And it's obvious that the guy's not an actor and that he was like some kind of a, you know, kung fu dude. But uh, aside from that, it's uh, and it's pretty awful. Some of the awful things. There's a there's a, a torture scene in it that's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, and uh, I do not recommend this movie. So good, because Drive and like I don't anyone tweet at me that I just don't get Drive because I get what they were trying to do with all the fucking silence, but that didn't make for a good movie to me. Like yeah. it was it was just oh god it was. It was tedium. It was tedium just watching two people stare at each other for 45 minutes to create mm. romance. See, like that it, was... it worked for me. I don't know. Yeah, it worked for a ton of people. But like, I but yeah. like, I I don't want I mean, anyone to be like, you just don't get it because I get it. I just didn't like it. Right, <laughs> and and I mean, I, I could see what they were. This movie is like entirely made out of like metaphor. The whole thing is basically yeah. some kind of a weird psychosexual thing between the, Ryan Gosling and his mother. You know, and it's like half the movie is isn't even really real. It's not taking place in reality. It's taking place in Ryan Gosling's fucked up head. Um, okay. And I get all I feel that. Like I've seen it now. Yeah, I, I get all that. I just don't think it 
I don't think it's good. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend it. But, all right, go on. Uh, I've seen like a, a, all the major releases, and I covered most of them on my last movie podcast. Not that anybody listening to this will listen to that, but uh, go to war2d2.com to find out more. Any any highlights? Um, I mean, some of them are good, some of them are bad. This was a pretty disappointing summer, in my estimation. Like, a lot of these movies I just didn't like. Um, probably the, the, I'm trying to think of the bigger releases recently. The, the only one that I kind of liked was White House Down. Um, and it's, and it's a fun movie. I mean, it is just Die Hard all over again. And it is so much better than the last Die Hard in the White House movie from a month and a half ago or whatever. Um... And it's, you know, I mean, it's, uh, what's his name? It's the ID4 guy. Um, my, my, I can never remember his name. The German ID4. dude. Uh, in, Independence Bassbender? Day. No, no. Independence Day. Um, he did Dirk 2012. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the director. The director. I can't oh. think of his name. Um, I would not, I could not have named the Independence Day director. If you yeah, it'll come, it'll come to me at some point. At any rate. Um, you he just knows, Google it. Uh, I could do that. I suppose. That's right. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Now, now you've, 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 you've uh, challenged me. It is. His name is Roland Emmerich. Um, oh yes. So yes. I mean, Emmerich knows how to make of the these. Boston he, of the Boston Emmerichs. Yeah, he knows how to make these. I like Mike Emmerich, the hockey announcer. <laughs> is that his brother? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's not a great movie, and it's not you know anything new, but it, it's um, it, it's the best of what's kind of turned out to be a bad bunch this summer. In my hang opinion. on a second, the only reason there's a bad bunch so far is because we haven't yet had the release of To the End of the World or To the End of the Night To the End of the World, the the, uh, the, new, the third um, of the Simon Pegg Edgar Simon, Wright Nick yeah. Frost movies that comes out we this weekend. The world, the world's end. The world's end. Thank you. World's end. Um, yeah, uh, it comes out. Second weekend of August, I want to say. Third weekend of August. I cannot fucking wait for that movie. I just rewatched Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I'm sorry, I completely cut you off. But I, no, I was yeah, I was listening to what you were saying. Um, I wasn't uh, saying anything. So I just I just rewatched uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead back to back nights because I fucking love tore those movies. Yeah. Um, never. I thought, I thought Shaun, Shaun of the Dead was a much stronger movie. I thought it was like quite a bit better than Hot Fuzz. I don't know. If, I've I've only ever seen each of them once. So the maybe more, I don't know. Timothy yeah. Dalton in Sean Yeah. The Dead. And the more I watch them both, the because that I agree with you Warren and that was always my first impression. I think it's because there are so many more spoof buddy cop movies than there uh, are, are than there are spoof zombie movies. And Sean of the Dead Zombieland is a close second to me. But as far as horror zombie zombie comedy movies go, well, that's a pretty small genre. But, <laughs> I was gonna say you're, you're uh, kind of British <laughs> horror comedy zombie movies. <laughs> What's the Venn diagram the look best. like on that? Okay, well, let me say, I, because I, I honestly truly think there are some good scares in Shaun of the Dead. First of all, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I catch something new every time I watch it. I've probably seen it a dozen times at this point. Um, Hot Fuzz. The more I watch, though, the more I love. Uh, those, those See, and it's weird to it. me because Hot Fuzz is definitely more up my alley. Like I don't give a shit about zombies. I am really yeah. sick of that. You know that. Yeah, setting. but when Shaun of the Dead was out, you weren't sick of it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 even then, I was ambivalent to begin with. I guess so. It was like I liked Shaun of the Dead as a standalone. I didn't know 
shit about the the, the, the normal tropes associated with zombies, and I still don't. Um, I just liked it better as a movie. Where it's like I I am a big time 1980s action film, you know, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and whatnot. I I watch those movies a lot still. And it was um, such a and phrase. so like yeah, it, it, you could I could pick out you know oh well that's definitely that's out of uh, out of uh, whatever I can't think of an 80s. Movie. Bad Boys oh, Two and Point yeah, Break. Yeah, exactly. Point yeah. Break was the one I was trying to think well, of. Well, speaking of Schwarzenegger, did you ever see The Last Stand? Is that the sheriff one? Stand. Yeah. No. My dad I saw it not. and said it was awesome. Oh, it, okay. That's not what I, I heard. <laughs> mine would start with awe. I don't know yeah. that it would end with some. That's what I've heard. Uh, it had it had some moments in it, but for the oh, most part, oh, my dad it's... is ridiculous. But go well, on. Well, <laughs> there's this uh, the Mexi- the Mexican uh, drug lord that's trying to get across the border is driving this super secret Corvette that they broke they stole from an auto show that can go like 200 miles an hour and of course he's like the greatest driver ever and That's there's just that... so much of that while they're you know it's just like okay the really? off the shelf the car again yeah the normal vet he, can do it, 200 it, now. <laughs> well, like... and he always goes, but this guy can always go faster whenever he needs yeah. to. Like, he's just zipping along at 20 miles an hour, and then he guns it, and he goes even faster. Right. And it, it, he it's... has that 16th gear, where it's just like the there gearbox is some, just keeps going. There is some <laughs> actual... The little town that they're in around the border, there's, there's actually some funny stuff that happens there. And Arnold is surprisingly not horrible, considering, A, he's Arnold, and B, he had been the governor most of the time right before the movie and hadn't really acted. Um, mm. Yeah, he's. But the movie is not that good. Yeah. No, I think I have it somewhere in my Netflix queue, but not anywhere near the top. So. Yeah, the one that's coming out in the, uh, I think it's in the spring maybe with him and Schwarzenegger together. Have you seen a trailer for this? Schwarzenegger and Schwarzenegger. Uh, him and Stallone. It's uh, like. Uh, I heard it, about it. it looks, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. No, I can't yeah, I can't think of what the name is. They're both like in a super high, uh, you know, security prison. That oh yeah, that's out. the one where uh, Stallone, his job, you know, Sly, he has the coolest jobs ever. His job is he breaks out of prison. Right. You put him in a prison. He acts like an inmate. He figures out how to break out. Right. And of course, they have to put him in this, or maybe he really ends up going to prison this time. I don't know. Yeah. But when he gets know. inside, he has to team up with Arnold, who's also in prison, and right. it just looks bad. Yeah. 70-year-old men trying to relive their youth. Um, real quick, about the, just to finish a thought about the Shaun of the Dead trilogy, or whatever the guest trilogy, I just saw something the other day uh, in a, as a preview for The World's End. They, I forget what they call it, but it's like, it's like the English version of gelato. It's like an, ice cream, an English ice cream cone. They call it the whatever, tr- whatever that ice cream cone is trilogy, uh, because it, there's a scene in every one of, in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz where they're eating like in, you remember it from Hot Fuzz he's eating Nick Frost is sitting in the car and he and he bites into the ice cream cone when they're about to pull and he pull away and he gets brain freeze it was it was a big trailer moment and in Shaun of the Dead there's a moment too in Shaun of the Dead they're eating uh, red ice cream just to fit in with the either you know there's a got red on me and fit in with the blood the zombie trope sure. uh, bl- it's blue of course in Hot Fuzz. Because they're cops and it's the it fits the, uh. the, the, the whatever and then so it's gonna be green of course because there's aliens in, involved in in the in the world's end I hope I didn't spoil that for anyone yeah. you would know that no. just by seeing a single I don't, the trailer I, I don't need to go I now. think 
Yeah, no, see, I don't think you just said anything that wasn't in the trailer. So. No, 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 I didn't for sure. Because how yes. the hell would I know? Because I haven't seen the movie. Well, yet. yeah. <laughs> um, I thought maybe you went. You you went to their website. I don't. Know. You know, Simon and I actually he he workshopped some of his. Yeah, you know, bounce stuff off of you. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Um, he saw the he saw the bottom one twenty seven what one twenty eight whatever and he's like hey this is a guy one twenty six I knew it was somewhere around there well seven if you include Milton Bradley well um, <laughs> I had Adam post list yeah. um I was rapid fire mine real quick I saw Argo I uh, ran Argo finally good whatever yeah. I I liked it a lot it was good it was good I think I, I was I didn't think it was a best picture kind of thing yeah, but it was I, entertaining I, I, it was I entertaining it, I found it really entertaining yeah. it definitely uh, I think was played up a lot more for me before I saw it than I, and so I was like ah it's good I, I saw it, it opening weekend so I didn't know anything yeah. about it it was good it, but, it was yeah. fine I saw uh, I just watched Pitch Perfect about two nights ago I was kind of entertained by that um, with uh, oh I, I like um, uh, Britney Snow so uh, yeah I've seen that more than once now is Britney Snow? I keep watching. Redhead. She's not really a redhead in real life, but of course in the movie you can only have oh, one blonde yeah. and one brunette, so Britney had to be a redhead. She's um, the... I would like it. I would like that movie better if I didn't just not like Anna Kendrick because she just seems like a bitch. Some, it's her face. She has bitch face. She has yeah. total bitch face. Yeah, she all like even when she's smiling, you, there's just this background. I mean, I think she's super cute, but there's this sort of like she has a bitch faceness about her um, <laughs> that she can never look just pleasant, no matter how beautiful she. Yeah, makes I guess you're right. She you. always kind of has to kind of. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Well, apparently, um, that's really her singing. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's actually um, she's pretty endearing in interviews. Uh, I've, and, I've, yeah. I've, I think they all say the blonde Anna Camp is hot, and she yeah. can. And then. But Britney you should look up. I can't remember which late night show she was on, and she was uh, uh, Anna Kendrick, and she was talking about. I think it was on the like Jimmy Fallon, but it might have been Conan. Oh, I'm sure she's remember. delightful. But she I mean, looks like she, she was, smelled something bad though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was talking about having to sing. And, and whatnot, and like I guess she like uh, gangsta raps at some point or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, that was the least likable leading man I've seen in a romantic comedy yeah. in a long time. It's like though. you really that didn't care. Was... No. Well, and he I was, was like, he was... there was nothing to him for like two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Other yeah, than I he could flirt, he could hold record albums in front of his face, and then all of a right. sudden we're supposed to be upset that she's not nicer to him, and he broke up with her, even though they weren't really dating, and then. Yeah. I think he was probably picked for his voice because he—I didn't even know he was going to be a main character for about the first forty minutes of that movie. But Fat, liked, fat Amy was funny. Um, yeah, I and I like the the dickhead. I forget what his character's name was. The guy who was. Um, oh yeah, he charged the, from workaholic. Yeah, yeah, and then he uh, <laughs> he got he personally got called by John Mayer's assistant to come <laughs> yeah. out and sing on his album. So screw you guys, I've won this like a million times. Yeah. And he just walks out. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was a little out of left field. I like that. Um, because you were expecting the big showdown with the main yeah. Adam Demamp character, the workaholic yeah, he guy. He just leaves. Um, uh, what else did I see? I saw some stuff. I've seen some shit. Um, no, I rented a bunch of stuff. Eh, whatever. You guys talking uh, about nothing? Stuff. Nothing apparently stuck with you. Yeah. Nah. The um, um, actually, it's it's going on right now. It's the big the big Traverse City Film Festival is in town. The Michael Moore led film festival. Cool. Well, they actually do sure, get. Cool. They actually get. They actually do get some good stuff. Well, here's um, the thing. Before you go too much further, I just want to say about Michael Moore is like the guy's a, a flaming communist or whatever. But he actually he's pretty good at propaganda. 
I mean, really, in just well, from as, as just, from, are. just in just in terms <laughs> of just textbook, you know, the guy has real skill, and like just from a strictly from a movie making perspective, you watch his stuff. He actually knows how to how to put that put a you know a documentary or whatever you want to call it together. Yeah. Well, and the, so I can appreciate his 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 is, you know skill is really well done. And last well, night they had a uh, a sneak, sneak preview, preview of Blue Jasmine, the new Woody Allen movie. Mm. Michael just having a call with Woody, and Woody sent over a copy. Um, my wife and I were going to on Friday night. We're going to see the documentary uh, Room Two Thirty Seven. The uh, the crazy guy who sees all the stuff in The Shining. Oh uh, yeah. Tells you what it really means. And then at midnight, then we're going to the State Theater, the really the really cool redone movie palace in town, and we'll watch The Shining. Nice. So. Nice. And I'm kind of because jealous. Fridays, I'm, I'm always I'm always wiped out. I will be asleep by twelve o five. Of course, but of course. Uh, you just got to go to like Starbucks before I just you know give me a double or a triple. Oh, Quadruple. I do have the I don't other. No, I just always go order drip coffee. I don't know how to order any of those fancy drinks. So. I do have the other two quick ones that I did see in the last month. Uh, Spring Breakers. Ugh. Oh, that was bad. Bad. Lots of boobs, but bad. Um, James Franco just always creeps me out. And he's uh, just a creepy dude. I'm not yeah. a fan. I'm even his fan. um, even his promos for his upcoming Comedy Central roster, fucking creepy. He's yeah. uh, he's he's I I th- I don't know. Yeah, it's not very good. It's it's, and then I saw Django Unchained, which was very. Terrible. Oh, I like Django. Yeah, yeah I, that's, I very, that's a top. That's a top. There's a lot of blood. That, that's what I was gonna say. Even for a ter- going in fully expecting yeah. a very gruesome Tarantino movie that was that was yeah uh, that, uh, that might be my favorite Tarantino movie non you know uh, non pulp fiction category like I can't really think of another one I liked as much I I love Inglorious Bastards Inglorious Bastards yeah, yeah. I, I was I was okay with Inglorious Bastards I didn't think well right great. that makes you right and us wrong so yep. <laughs> sorry um, um and I always did like uh, Reservoir Dogs, but that's just really stylistically. So. Christoph Christoph Waltz is is turning into one of my fucking favorite actors of all time, though, for his turn in Inglorious Bastards and in Django Unchained. That was a great yeah. pull by Terry. I mean, not that Waltz did not have a, a resume before that, but that I like that now he's becoming a Tarantino guy because I'm going to look forward to seeing him, hopefully in every Tarantino movie. For the rest of the time, I, you know what? I'll tell you. Speaking of Tarantino guys, who's kind of run his course for me? Fucking Samuel Jackson, stop it! Like it's enough. Is <laughs> yeah, enough. like he's kind of become a parody of his. Of yeah, himself. like this is super nerdy, but I actually watched part of the Video Game Awards and he was hosting, and like he's become so much like the name Samuel Jackson as opposed to like what has he really done recently? And he, yeah. I, I didn't know he was supposed to be. Playing super creepy in Django, but like he was really yeah. turning my stomach in Django. Um, yeah. But Jamie Foxx was was great, and and yeah. Christoph Waltz, man, it was that guy. I could just great when I I didn't I actually did not I knew enough I knew Jamie Foxx was in it. That was about it. I did not do a whole lot of reading on Django before because I didn't want to like spoil anything for myself. And when I saw Christoph show up, I was like, yes, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking love this. And I'm like, I don't care if you're gonna be a good guy or a bad guy. Because your bad guys are so fucking lovable, and I bet your good guys are so hateable. Like, do whatever you want, and I'm just gonna eat it up. And sure enough, he was terrific. Yeah. To, I thought to, uh, I would. I, uh, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen the movie. Go watch the movie. Uh, yeah. 
I was yeah. I was gonna make logic complaint, but then I realized it would be a major spoiler, so I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, don't spoil anything. No, no. Yeah, well, go watch it. Go watch it. You'll enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. it's not even a long movie. Um, uh, it's pretty long. Oh, it doesn't it, fe- it doesn't feel that long, but it's like two and a half yeah. hours. Is it really? Okay, yeah. then a clue. Then yeah. then you'll think it's about ninety minutes because it's yeah. That no, it's it's like uh, now I'm curious. I don't know. And it's kind of badass. I mean, it's you know, there's definitely like there, it's a total Tarantino movie, obviously, but like right. it it it's a western. It's a total western. It was it was cool as it was cool as hell. A lot of gunfights, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of torture. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable in certain points. Um, right. A lot of blood. Yeah. Great ending. It is. Shit, I rearranged IMDb. You're probably against. right. It's long. Yeah. No, I, I was. I just wanted to know exactly how long it is because I started getting confused. Uh, 165 minutes. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I really had. There's a lot, I guess. But Yeah. No. Um, so I don't really have anything else to add. I mean, Speaking, uh, speaking of 165 minutes, how long are we in yeah. two hours in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere around there. We're, we're close, you know. <laughs> I don't actually know. I, I, it doesn't show anywhere. It's like two hours. It is two uh, hours. So I think we probably ought to, ought to call any, it. Any parting shots, Dolan? Uh, no, I just want to congratulate the Pirates on winning their fourth in a row against the Cardinals tonight. Oh, it's nice. It's they go for the sweep, the five-game sweep tomorrow. Because this is exactly the time, I guess it was two years ago, when the Pirates were looking to break that under 500 record, yeah, and, they, and the Cubs yeah. just went in and slept, swept the shit out of them in late July, early August. It was like, come yeah. on, roll over and let them play. <laughs> right. No, this will be great. I uh, with uh, Molina going on the DL and everything. I I really want to see the Cardinals just do like you know circle yeah. the bowl. You know. So wait, is Dolan? Do they three games up now? Four games up? Three? Two and a half? Let's say let's maybe three and a half now. All right. Good. I suppose I could find that out before we... That's all right. Well, no, by, well, by the time anybody sees this, it won't... Right, it won't be accurate. Hopefully the Pirates will win again tomorrow, sweep them. Yeah. Warren, any parting thoughts? Um, Not really. Uh, it was fun seeing the Cubs actually beat uh, what's supposed to be a good team in person. Two and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, nah, just a, a general feeling of, uh, of, of of glass half full uh, as far as the Cubs are concerned. Like, I, I really kind of feel like they're actually going to be pretty good. Not next year necessarily, but the year after. They might be pretty good, so kind of looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, and uh, other than that, uh, don't, oh, specifically don't go watch The Lone Ranger. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just a pile of shit. There's a great, there's a great Onion headline. Um, or, or, or an article, I'm sure, underneath it, but it was about uh, about Johnny Depp saying that, like, saying to his makeup guys, he's like, "This stuff won't come off." He can't get his Lone Ranger makeup off. Come on, guys, I'm gonna have to look like this for the rest of my yeah, life. Like an, an increasingly frantic Johnny Depp yeah. can't get yeah. face paint off. There was another yeah. article or another headline about him. It, Johnny Depp can't can't move anywhere without like being on like a giant rolling thing or like yeah. balancing on like a beam or something. It's just I grew up such a huge. Lone Ranger fan watching the reruns on, yeah. on on Channel 32 and and then the movie that came out 40 years ago or whatever uh, and this yeah, just same. this just this was just awful just yeah, terrible. Seemed, like, have you ever seen the yeah you're doing the thing again Jade Palace I don't know what it, that is that sounds dirty hey dude I totally got a Jade Palace last night 
Dolan, you got it? You back yet? Hello? Dolan? Um, Andy? I'm, I'm guessing it's the Lone Ranger and the Curse of the Jade Palace. Speaking of... Okay, Speaking of the Lone Ranger, have you ever seen the uh, Letterman clip with Jay Thomas where he tells his Lone Ranger story? No. no. What is... I will, I, I'm not going to give the story, but I will link to it on my version of this podcast. It's okay. really, really funny. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My parting shot will just be good luck to Paul Sullivan because I'm not a selfish bastard that thinks only of himself like you two. Um, Paul Sullivan... You're, you brought us a lot of laughs. We, I called him a, a blogger's writer, and that was not meant to be an insult, Paul, um, because he 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 wrote as as snarkily as he could within the confines of being a professional, and uh, that for a team like this, it was it was a breath of fresh air, and it was well needed and well yeah. uh, deserved. So I actually, and I know I've said this on the podcast before. It was a couple years ago. Now I had actually before I was talking to you guys i had uh, at the end of a season i had actually written a letter to uh paul you know just the letter to his work email it's on the website or whatever and just thanking him basically for for not being uh what's his name uh the other guy gordon gordon yeah for just not being gordon you know did you draw a picture of you and him holding hands or like i did he, he blocked me then you know it was kind of weird he sent an injunction and everything it was like get away from me you tall creepy man so, yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, dudes. Well, with that, we are going, going, and we are gone. Give it back, my mom, you're going.